All right. Welcome to what will almost certainly be the Christmas episode. <laughs> Yes, yes, definitely. Or New Year's. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's certainly not going to be an episode after this that's going to make it in time for Christmas, so it's pretty much going to be this one. going to be the winter episode. It is going to be, yeah, well, I mean, you know, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, we made that joke last year, and it's only, only more true this year than it was last year, so. Well, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> There's big things on the way. Yes, yes. But yes, we'll reveal that in due time. We'll reveal that of in due course. time. Of course, yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna, yeah. But uh, anywho, how you uh, how you been? Good. good, good. You know, excited to get my vaccinations next weekend. Oh, very exciting! I'm so excited <laughs> to get both of those into my arm. Gonna be it, great. Yeah, I, I sent you that message after I had just done it, and uh, it's exactly as fun as you remember. Yeah, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be so fun. Oh God, it was It'll so uncomfortable. It, yeah. yeah. It's worth it. Actually, but. shit, man. I was I was just thinking about this the other day, but like, how long has it been since you've flown? A very long time. Very long time. I'm planning to get there very early. Okay, to cool. To try and navigate. Are you up to date on the, the various requirements and things you need to do? <laughs> nope. Yeah. You should, you should probably just like take a little peek, like, you know, make sure you have a bag or, or a suitcase or something that fits in the overhead compartment, assuming you want to, you know, just put something in the overhead instead of having to like fucking check your bag. Hmm. Yes. Might be worthwhile. Um, sure, I'll definitely do that then. Got to do all the shit with, like, putting all your liquids in a clear plastic yeah. container that's no bigger than a whatever fucking size. And yeah. If you're bringing your laptop, you got to, like, I don't know if you they make it, you take it. There's fucking, just read the TSA bullshit that you got. Yeah, sure, fucking... I will. I will. I will read the TSA <laughs> bullshit. I'm definitely taking my laptop. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, even as somebody that, like, you know flies infrequently it's still like oh god what do we have to do now anymore yeah. i don't I remember flown since jamaica that is that seems likely mm-hmm. i don't i can't imagine a time so essentially never that. yeah i think you've flown like maybe once in your only life. once and it was pre-tsa pre-9-11 so like it's different yeah <laughs> you are you're in for a whole new world yeah. you're gonna have to take your shoes off yeah. it's a whole thing <laughs> That's fine. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to be like humiliated and then stuck on like a, a bus in the air or oh, however long it'll be. I wish it was as good as a bus. <laughs> it's been a long time since you've taken a okay, I mean a greyhound. A greyhounds are nice. Planes are not. <laughs> have you ever taken a greyhound across country, Jason? Uh no, but I okay. have flown coach to Japan and oh. <laughs> Okay, sure. Okay. So Comparable, I think sure. that I may have one. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know about that. But yeah, well, you, you'll have to let me know because uh, I have uh, my experience is that planes have only gotten shittier over time. They've they've made everything even more condensed than it used to be. That's fine. Yeah. But it's a short flight. I mean, I think from like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, North for Carolina, you, no problem. Detroit. Yeah. Next time I go to next time I go to Japan or really anywhere longer than a couple hours like that, yeah. I'm going to very seriously consider a, a upgrade to my my seating because mm. it was awful. It was just yeah. a miserable experience. I definitely didn't fly. I didn't go the lowest. Oh, interesting. I think I bought the class. I, I was like, I want to go whatever is not the lowest class mm. airplane ticket because it was like an extra 50 bucks. Oh, okay. it's already like it was already like four hundred dollars. It was like okay, I'll pay four hundred fifty dollars to like not sit in the cheap seats. I guess sure Fair enough. Like, what are you kidding me? Oh God! When I came back from uh, from Tim's wedding 
couple of years ago, which I think is the mm-hmm. last time that I flew um, on the way back. Um, unfortunately, it was for the shortest leg of my journey because I had a connection. But like still for one of the connections, uh, it was I got bumped to first class and that was ruined everything for me i was like oh man now that i know how nice this is it's like now i'm like oh god i could just i could always do this this is a thing but first class is so fucking expensive like you know because like it's funny like they they came back in the plane and they were like hey you know we need uh we need an extra person in first class to uh to balance the plane does anybody want to go and i was the only person who reacted immediately and it's like what are what are the rest of you doing? Like, how is this not something that you are like leaping on with like the, the, the most enthusiasm possible? You know, like I was just like, uh, me, I will take that, that please. You're just, a, you know, you're just a little eager beaver. I, I really was, you know, yeah. I was already kind of like, I, I don't think I had room in my overhead compartment for my, mm-hmm. uh, my bag. So I was going to have to put it like beneath the seat, which was already going to be a fucking pain in the ass. Cause it's like my, what, what little leg room I had was now going to be taken up by a suitcase. And so like the moment that they were like, oh, you can move to a different part and have a compartment and all. I was like, yes, that is, I would like that, please. Yeah, that's very nice. <laughs> It was indeed. It I'm was sure indeed. that won't happen to me. I I highly doubt it. But if it does, if anybody sa- if anybody says, "Hey, we need to balance the plane," so can you bump to first? It just don't even let them finish the sentence. Just be like, "Me, I will take." <laughs> Please give to me, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I definitely won't be paying that much attention, though. That's the problem. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you'll have your headphones in immediately, and uh, yep, mm-hmm. that and is both. the nice thing. They let you use your headphones now um, while they're taking the off, time. which didn't used to be a thing. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, flying. It's. It's a it's a miracle and also fucking terrible. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, I'm 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 mentally prepared. I guess. Excellent. Well, so. we're we're mentally prepared for you. Yeah. It's good. It's been uh, it's okay, been an entirely sure. ridiculous yeah. amount of time since I've seen you. So it's gonna yeah, be exciting to have you up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm actually I actually have all the things. It's weird. <laughs> like all your you passport should. and all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I have passports, got tickets, I got my vaccination scheduled. It's like I'm ready. Nice. Weird um, to be ready. I'm usually, you know, I'm, you know me. I'm, I like procrastinate. Yes, <laughs> I have noticed. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> so what else? Oh I mean, my god! You know, yeah. Uh, Wheel of Time. Oh right, yeah. You finished that. You finished I season did. Two. Yes, yeah, so season good, two. Right? Oh, well, okay. Y- yes, you tell me though. <laughs> How was it? Uh, good. I don't really remember it that well. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was I was hoping sorry. for your for your for your deep insights really having actually read sound. the books. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me just go ahead and just just refresh my memory here real quick. Uh, yeah, that's okay. See, I, uh, I can cut this part out. Oh, then... that's right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Season two was great because it was like finally they started like revealing what the book is about. Okay. With the books. Sorry. Just like because season one is like, oh, here's the fantasy world. Like it's really typical and like it, everything is kind of normal, mm-hmm. you know. And season two is like. Ooh, there's evil wizard witches and like oh, oh did you know about the forsaken oh and like they're out already and just like you know it's like the plot has started finally okay so these you are know? like some of the big reveals you were waiting for well they're, they're not even like i mean in the scope of like what i consider to be the ultimate like plot structure theme there's a lot of reveals left but like it's nice that they've started to do them Okay, yeah, I I maybe guess. maybe that was the wrong. Th- this is like the these are like the necessary components are finally being set up. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's like That's season one didn't have didn't have anything essentially. Season one was just like <laughs> here's the characters, kind of. 
but like you didn't understand what was happening at all. <laughs> like as a book reader, I did. And so it was cool. But like, you know, I guess most book readers expected everything to happen exactly like it happens in the books. Mm hmm. Um, which is stupid. I don't understand why they expected that. But they get really angry about it, and they don't like the show for some reason because uh -huh. of that. I guess because they're, you know, weird book nerds who only read Wheel of Time. Yep. Oh, if that doesn't get us views, I don't know what will. Oh, God, I hope so. I mean, that yeah. should be like the title of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Fucking weird yeah. nerds and who only read that, Wheel Just post that on the Wheel of Time subreddit. Oh, just like, God. yeah. Really in this podcast we talk about the weird nerds who only read book of wheel of time, time. how stupid they are for not liking the wheel of time tv show <laughs> how stupid they are fucking idiot. although apparently like the i from what i understood because like i when i was reading some of the the reddit shit like you know people yeah. were like oh well you know season one sucked but like at least season two they brought it back i'm like season one was great what the fuck are you talking about you yeah season one was great but yeah. like season two was way better because it had like things in it mm. like the fuck like the whole um um uh do, do uh i can't i cannot pronounce it how they pronounce it in the show so i'm just going to pronounce it how i've pronounced it in my head for the last two decades which is senchan oh the shanchan san shanchan thank yeah, you okay it's because it's c-e-a-n as yes. in sean <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I just now i can't even remember how he pronounced it but senchan senchan yeah senchan senchan why not senchan and and they're domne and soldom I think I yeah. got Soldom, I got close, but Soldom, yeah. Dom, Domine, I, I I think that's right too. But I think anyway, it's Domine, isn't it? Domine, that, there we go, Domine. Because I mean, it is just a BDSM thing, obviously. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but it's great. I love it. It's all that stuff is so good. It sets up all the character arcs. It it and puts all the plot stuff out there for the most part. It's great. It's a it was a great season. Can I can I refresh myself a little bit? Um, mm -hmm. I feel like. You had mentioned back when we we talked about season one that season one covered like multiple books. Is that uh, it? It rearranged things. Okay. In I I guess it was just book one. Okay, it was just book one. Okay, it so ultimately was book one, but they they just it, it was like weirdly arranged. Okay. Got the, it. the thing that they didn't do is they didn't introduce Elaine in season one. Okay. Who's that right? again? Elaine. Uh, the daughter of uh, the princess daughter heir of Andor. Oh, okay, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've read the books. I can I can name drop. You know, I've read them enough times at this point. But um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so you might be the only person who's read them enough times. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, she was supposed to be in in the first season. Like, if you went by the books, okay. Um, but I mean, the way they introduced her is great, and like, I love her actress. They I think they did a great job casting her and her writing. She's suitably haughty and like prideful. Mm -hmm. it's nice yeah it's great what do you think i thought it was great i mean i i because i loved season one and like having again like for me like this is all sight unseen right and i think that's always like yes. the thing that people who read the books are like always like oh you know like are they gonna get it right and i don't know if i got it but like i i i found it enjoyable and i didn't find it like difficult to follow or anything yeah you know i like, mean i don't you know that's fine not to get it it's cool to get it in retrospect, but the first time I read through the books, it was just like a power fantasy, essentially, for me as Rand. Mm -hmm. And like, you oh, know, man, yeah. Like, I, I think with, like, shows and movies and stuff like that, when they adapt things, it's like, you know, a book might reveal things at a certain time when it feels appropriate and when, like, mechanically as a book it makes sense to reveal them. 
in a way that like TV shows and, and movies, maybe it doesn't, you know, and like I feel like if an adaptation is good, you ultimately get to roughly the same place, regardless of whether or not you read the read the book or watched the, you know, watched the TV show or watched the movie. Um, but like, you know, you might get, you might get there in a different set of steps. Right. You know, you 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 along the way, the journey is slightly different, but the, the destination is roughly the same. Um, yeah. and- so you agree with me that it's OK to just watch a video game and not play it? I mean, as somebody that has watched video games, I I do agree that (laughs) sometimes it's okay, unless the mechanics of the thing are the thing, which, you know, I think there is probably a a giant swath of video game uh, critics and, uh, you know, essayists that would argue that the playing of the video game is the point, because if it wasn't, then why would we make it a video game instead of just make it a movie? Rain exist? Yeah, you know, I mean, Heavy Rain is essentially just a choose-your-own-adventure novel, yeah, but, but whatever. I mean, the I graphics are kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, they are, and the story's good. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I... The first time. It's surprising that we're on this topic all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> we'll try to talk about something else, but... You know, yeah, I mean, it's funny, because it's like, I, I actually don't mind the David Cage games, because I don't go into them with any expectations of them being, like masterpieces i just go into them with like like the same mm-hmm. kind of like it, they're 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 adult goosebumps choose your own adventure books like oh, that's a really good way of putting them wow i like that and it's fine like that's cool i'm okay with yeah. that like it doesn't I need mean, to be anything more than that it's it's, it's like yeah. pulp fiction. i played indigo prophecy you're preaching to the choir here oh yeah and i mean i played i played detroit become human now admittedly oh, yeah. it was like free on ps plus so i was like well i guess yeah. what I better actually, price what, than that i think that's one of his better ones it, yeah, it's not bad. You know, I mean, bad. it's I, I'm it's a sucker for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I like that stuff. So maybe that's just why. I mean, it's it, it is a ham fisted metaphor, but it like ham fisted metaphors are still enjoyable. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I like ham. Yeah, I do. Oh, <laughs> we, should, we definitely got to talk about our Thanksgivings. Yes. How did how, how was your Thanksgiving? Do we do we not talk about Thanksgiving? I guess we haven't because it's been a couple months. No, because you had Canadian Thanksgiving and oh, I yeah, had that's American right. Thanksgiving. Yeah, we didn't talk about so this at all. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. had recently eaten Thanksgiving. Yes. Whereas how- you have eaten Thanksgiving a while. I mean, I had to, if you if you have the pictures from whenever I sent them to you a year or two ago, <laughs> it's that exact thing again. OK, smoked turkey. <laughs> so good. And yeah. smoked turkey, honey baked ham. Mashed potatoes, macaroni, Brussels sprouts, carrots, stuffing, you know, every all the good stuff. Yeah, the the the, the required elements. Yeah. We did do what we did have a bunch of garlic butter from uh, Chandler's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we just melted all of it into the we used it as the butter for the mashed potatoes. Ooh, nice. And that was a good choice. So they were particularly good that year. This we, year. Ma- we made a controversial choice. Ooh, no turkey. <laughs> no, not that controversial. Okay, that's, uh, I mean, you know, we we subbed out mashed potatoes for macaroni and cheese. Oh, okay. I mean, you just, yeah, sure. Yeah, because we were talking about it, and like Lauren was like, because mom was gonna make macaroni and cheese, and like Lauren was really into that. I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, we'll do macaroni and cheese and potatoes and blah blah. blah. And and then ev- like everybody else was like, well, if we have macaroni and cheese, do we really need potatoes? And I'm like, well, I don't care. I mean, like, I'm not the mashed potato eater in this house. So everybody can yeah. do what they want. Like, if, we, if you don't care about the mashed potatoes, you will sub them out for mac and cheese. I'm all for that. So that's what we ended up with. And I, I mean, you might, you've probably already done this, but uh, mac and cheese with stuffing in it. Ooh. Yeah. We had a, we had a butter imbalance. 
and so by combining the two of those things into one, I discovered that that is a it's essentially just like better breadcrumb. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I made I made myself a uh, uh, like Thanksgiving sandwich like the following day. Mm-hmm. Of course. And, uh, you know, I did. I mean, I layered the mashed potatoes and, and, and mac mm-hmm. and cheese on there. So I'm getting some somewhat of a similar yeah. experience. Yeah. It's that. so good. Oh god, I was I actually do I have this on my phone. Can I send this to you? It's just just a nightmare scenario of fucking things. It was ridiculous. I had to eat it with a fork and knife because there literally was no other way to consume this sandwich. It was it was impossible. Mm. Yeah, I did that with ham and stuffing. <laughs> Carrot, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was good. We also had we had we did have more people this year too because we added Will and Jackie. We had like ten people. Oh wow! Total. Yeah, we host. We host a lot. No, that's that's impressive. House. Yeah, ten people was. I think that's the most we can do though with our living room. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 impressive that you were able to do that at all. So, oh, that looks great though. That looks really good. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I, yeah. You're trying to remember to post a picture of that. Yeah, that looks really good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I did... I'm really glad that I'm not hungry. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> I'd have to just pause and go get a sandwich. There you go. Yeah, no, I um, I did, I did the stuffing with all pumpernickel this year, and so I had some leftover pumpernickel. Yeah, pumpernickel stuffing is good. It's a, it's a real, it's a real treat. I'll tell it's you. Interesting, because I went the exact opposite way. I went all white bread. Oh, like straight up white bread. I mean, there is uh, there is something to be said for that because I mean, you know, it's really just a vehicle. So <laughs> yeah, it it was actually really hard to dry out white bread for stuffing because I guess it has so much sugar in it. <laughs> it it attracts mold like crazy, so I had to like dry it in the oven multiple times. Oh well, I mean, you should you should always dry it in the oven anyway. Well, like, I did that. Well, I'd always do that first, but I never had to do a second run. Oh damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, but it, it ended up turning out really good because it's so sweet. Yeah, I mean that it does it does give it uh, a certain je ne sais quoi, which is sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Oh, it's sugar. That's the thing I was sugar. trying to say. It's perfect. <laughs> nice. But yeah, pumpernickel sounds great. Yeah, I mean it, it definitely gives it like I mean the pumpernickel obviously lends quite a bit of flavor to it, but it's it's not an unwelcome one in stuffing. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind yeah. of goes because I think last year I did half pumpernickel, half sourdough um, as like a combination. And like every time I got a bite of pump- pumpernickel, I was like, this is better. I should just do all pumpernickel. And so that's what mm-hmm. we did. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I also did a different thing with the turkey in that I, I broke it out into parts and I did the dark meat in the oven, like on top of the stuffing. And then I did sous vide for the, ch- for the turkey breast. Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. which did go well. Um, I will, I will say, I chickened out on, um, or turkeyed out, um, on doing the temperature oh, too oh, low. Oh. Um, you know, because I didn't want to yeah. like, I didn't want it to turn out weird for the first time trying it. But I think on sure. subsequent ones, I will actually go to a lower temperature than I did this time. I, I think I did one fifty five, which I mean, it turned out tasty. It, but it, it was mostly just tasted like regular turkey breast. Whereas, yeah. like, I feel like I could, I, I want to try going down to like one forty five, one forty, and see how that goes. And you know what I kind of I learned? Yeah. Uh, putting stuffing in turkey while you cook it is like considered weird. And dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a thing. Didn't realize that because I never, I never push it because I never cared. I, I like stovetop stuffing. But this year I was like, we could do stuffing in the turkey. And Chandler was like, what, Stephen? Are you in a madman? 
what are you talking about? That's like, <laughs> that's the way to like ruin your turkey. And I was like, what are you talking about? We do that all the, we did that every year. Yep. Yeah. I had no idea. Yep. Yeah. It, it is a thing. You aren't really, I mean, like there is, yeah. I mean, everybody fucking does it. And like, you're really supposed I mean, to make no, sure you, apparently not. Well, you apparently have to check, everybody. the thing is you have to check the temp yes. on your stuffing because the stuffing might be hilariously undercooked versus the, Yes. And then it's just soaking in salmonella juice. So salmonella juice. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so maybe not the best, but you know, I mean, whatever, point. like it's fine. You know, you, yeah. you're probably, probably not going to get sick. <laughs> well, yeah, it was all, it also messes with the timing of the turkey meat though. Yes. Oh yeah. So, I mean, cooking an entire bird, sacrifice like in its stuffing, just in its like, in its like bird form is always the worst thing. Like anything else that you can do to like either flatten it or change the geometry of it is just always going to be better. Like it's I'm literally just man. for presentation. Just buy a smoker. Buy, buy a smoker. Yeah. Buy a smoker. Cause yeah, I mean like, th and the thing is it's so dumb that like we, I mean, I guess the only reason we, why we always did it at home that way is because we wanted to stuff the Turkey, but like yes. there's like no advantage to it unless you were nope. going to serve it on the table like that. Like, yep. It's it's just pointless. It's just a fucking it's pointless, pointless it's exercise. Completely pointless. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I, that I, was in interesting to learn. Yeah. I exclusively spatchcock it now. Like if I'm going to do like a whole turkey by itself like that, like and I just set it on top of the stuffing and then it accomplishes the exact same thing of getting the drippings onto the stuffing, except for then it doesn't get fucking ruined and the stuffing actually like is good. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. Now, you know, mm hmm. <laughs> Well, I guess you didn't have anything more to say about Wheel of Time since we wheeled right off of that. Oh, I mean, I, did you have anything more to say? I didn't. Yeah, it was good. I don't want to, like, I don't want to um, spoil anything accidentally. Because it's just like... Oh, no, that's fair. Okay, so I appreciate I that. It's just like, I'm excited for this thing you don't know about. And it's yeah. like, I can't... Yeah, it's like, okay, moving on. Yeah, no. I thought Wheel of Time was good. I really enjoyed it. I yes. thought that, like... Very yeah. excited for season three. I'm very excited for season three. More um, than I was for season two. Oh, fair enough. Okay. I, I was already excited for season two because I like I saw like I don't know like the, the the ending of it with like the them the Sean Sean showing up was yeah. already kind of like cool I was like okay I'm I'll, down. Be, I'll be completely honest when when Matt left at the end and I saw the reviews and the middling performance I was I kind of like I kind of cut myself off for my own protection I was like okay this is not going to survive it's time <laughs> to just throw this by the side of the road and keep driving oh, fair enough uh, oh actually maybe that is the one thing I do want to talk about. what do you think about the the new actor for Matt great I honestly think he's better no okay so yeah you think he fits the character better yeah okay he's more matt to me because matt is not like he's i mean he like he's brooding for that one season and then he like is never really that as a whole for very long like okay. he's, he's yeah he's more like the, the season two actor so i think they did a good job okay that's fair that, that, that makes sense to me because i was like i was like in hindsight knowing what you know i end up finding out at the end of you know season two i was like you know yeah. How would they have done that with the other actors? The other actor seemed like he was so like dark brooding, like yeah, I'm exactly. evil man. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I think it worked out pretty nicely. Yep. Now I have to ask. Uh, now unrelated. Have you yes. watched Witch for Mercury? No. Uh, but I have been very tempted because I've heard it, it is very good. Can I? Can I possibly entice you with a single sentence? Sure. The first episode of Witch for Mercury is almost a beat not shot for shot but almost a beat for beat remake of the first episode of utena revolutionary girl Wait, really 
and the people that worked on Witch for Mercury were also formerly worked on Revolutionary Girl. Okay, Academy. done. Sold. Yeah, okay, got it. Okay, yeah, that's all I got to um, say. I just, because we watched it. So I'm, so thank you so much for making me watch Revolutionary Girl Lutetta because uh, yes. after the first episode of that, Lauren and I turned to each other. We're like, is this Revolutionary Girl Lutetta? And yes. then I looked it up. It's like, oh, these people worked on Revolutionary Girl Lutetta. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay, well, no, I'm sold. I'm going to watch that. Then. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't stay that forever, but it is a very clear no. homage, and you will it's be very fine. happy to see it. Yeah, so. just knowing that those people are still working on, like, a popular show is, like, very heartening. Okay, so I, say no more. I will say no more, but yeah. yes. Great. Yeah, no, thank you for telling me. <laughs> yeah, that, no, no that problem. kicks it up the list a lot. <laughs> um, Have you watched Jinro? Jinro Wolf's Brigade, of course. Yeah, we yeah, watched awesome. that. That was actually one of my, like, very first i was like 12 when i watched that <laughs> it was great man holy it's shit so good yeah it's so good yeah so somebody like brought it up is like oh this is like one of the best anime movies of all yeah, time it's classic yeah definitely and i was like how have i never heard of this and then i like looked at some screenshots from it and i'm like wait is this the fucking guys from Killzone? <laughs> yeah it's the guys from Killzone. <laughs> Nothing is ever original. Nothing is ever. I mean, it's literally like literally the guys from Killzone. I was like, this no, yeah, is... that's why, why do you think I love Killzone so much? Because oh, it's fucking Jinro. I, I got to be Jinro, the Wolf's Brigade guy. <laughs> oh, man. So I was like, and it was like, I mean, it's funny, too, because it's like that, that almost kind of like ruined it a little bit in the sense of like I was expecting more of that. But it wasn't really it wasn't really about that. No. Uh, but it was it just turned out to be a really good movie. Like it just it was yeah. like this this is good. This is just really interesting and compelling. And like it's like really well like animated and it looks fucking great and like the acting is really solid and it's just like this this rules. How have I never heard of this? Yeah, I'm surprised I've never recommended it to you because it's it's like definitely on my list of classics. I think that when you come down, you need to sit me down and we need to go through Crunchyroll and make sure I have all of the things that are need to be on yeah. there. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Jinro, man. Holy shit. I'm not expecting that to be as amazing as that was. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I sort of should have. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's and then, so good. Yeah. Um, we just finished uh, Bungo Stray Dogs. Oh, okay. Bungo Stray Dogs. Interesting. Yeah. Have you watched that? That has, a, that has a multiple seasons, right? That is a, that is a longer one. That's like the, like five seasons. And it's like the first season, they're like in that like Italian village thing. There's like, it's like the alleyways are very narrow and like, you know. No, they're, they're in Yokohama pretty much the whole time. They're in Yokohama. Okay. Then I've never seen this. Okay. You, oh, you haven't seen? Okay. This was good. Oh, Oh, they're the, they're the fucking detective the agency. Yeah, thing. the armed detective agency. <laughs> okay, yes. yes. No, I've definitely never seen this. <laughs> oh, you've never seen it? Oh, okay. Never well, seen it. I won't say too much more, but it was yeah. it, very good. Fucking good? fantastic. Like, like, this is like, you, you know shit like, uh, you know, De Demon mm -hmm. Slayer and fucking um, like My Hero Academia. Like, like the ones that like, like, like are like top tier really like not not to, well, I don't even know top tier, but it's like the ones that are like super popular and like you can tell by like the content they're going to be super popular and like something that everybody's going to watch. Mm -hmm. This is like that, but I've never fucking heard of it. This is not what I thought you were talking about at all. Yeah. Okay. It rules. It's so good. I was just like, how is this not like the most popular? I mean, I guess it is. It has five seasons and they're probably going to make a sixth season. It's got like fucking yeah, it's super popular. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I, I don't know. The like, world's I, a big place. I feel like I've heard of this one like maybe a couple times. Like, I, I think it's a stretch to say mm -hmm. I've never heard of it. But like, I don't hear it talked about in the same like 
breaths as those other animes when I'm like, this is like the same thing. Like, this is the same kind of like, you know, ensemble cast, like, you know, uh, fucking, you know, hero type anime, fucking, you know, multiple season amazing thing that people like to watch. You know, like, why isn't this like, why am I why am I only now just kind of coming to watching this? How how, how has this not been like recommended to death at me? So there's so much anime. There is. And people are busy watching Demon Slayer. But a lot of it, as we've talked about at length on this podcast, is like close to garbage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, that doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I still have watched a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> Including some of the you stuff have. that's not close to garbage, but is garbage. Yeah, there's um, some stuff I'm surprised you watched. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> Including, including Magical High School. Well, <laughs> I'm still so surprised you guys fucking watched that. That was because I wasn't, I didn't know why you recommended it. To yeah, but me. you watched all of it still. Well, because I didn't, I mean, like, so, there's plenty of stop. animes that, like, the first season is like, okay, well, this is kind of weird, but, like, the second <laughs> no, season just, is amazing, so it doesn't matter, you yeah, know? Yeah, but he, like, like, there's, like, a like a brother-sister love subplot, like, very early on. What do you on. mean a subplot, Steve? Okay. It's the right? plot, it's like and the, the rest plot. of the show it is, is a subplot. Plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you... Oh, speaking of shows that are that are offensive to me... Yes. ...in retrospect, yes. Uh, I watched the first couple episodes of You. Oh! How did that... What did you think? Uh... I, I guess the, the the joke is supposed to be that, like, he's a creepy, weird stalker guy. Uh-huh. But, like, he he is that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh. great. It's fucking... <laughs> okay. he, he's, he's, he is a terrible person, <laughs> and you it. just, like... You ha- you just have to keep watching him. You're just like, okay. I just... I, what is this guy gonna fucking do? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's... I can't. I can't. It's, it was too much. Okay. All right. I barely made it through the first five minutes. <laughs> that that speech that like way the way he describes her at the start uh-huh. of the show, it's like it's like the writers clearly went to 4chan and just like stayed on 4chan for a while. <laughs> and it's like I, I live on the internet. I don't need more exposure. I don't need a TV show where the main character is like a 4chan neckbeard, but, like, in the body of, like, an attractive 30-year-old man. Yep, yep. Yeah, so, like, cool, I don't know, not my cup of tea, I think. Okay, fair enough. It is a good show, yeah. but, like, you, I mean, you know... You, I mean, clearly, it has a lot of seasons, yeah, but no, I'm, yeah. Yeah, no you've thanks. seen what you're getting, and it's just more of that. It's, like, yeah, it it's hurts. watch this person fucking just do crime just, be just do yeah. crime <laughs> it's like dexter but without the catharsis of killing serial killers oh yeah it, it it's actually an excellent it's 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 that's like, all it, i could think of is like man this is exactly like dexter but like without the like justice boner yeah there's no redeeming quality to anything there's that no he's doing quality. it's not it's it's it's, it's, it's a masterpiece honestly because it's like there's, it's, there's just nothing <laughs> yeah i guess it, it is it's very effective in being repellent oh it's great it's fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. I yeah. like, oh, I just, I can't, I, I love it. They have to finish okay. it soon though. Cause it's like, it's getting, it's getting too much. Yeah, like, isn't he like, did he like moved to a, a different part of the country in the second season? Cause he got caught. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there, you, you there needs to be some degree of like, there needs to be some comeuppance and there is not, the comeuppance has not happened. Dexter guest spot. <laughs> Dexter shows up at the end of the show and he wakes up on the table with the plastic wrap 
That's what it really, yeah, that's what they should do. It's like, it's not actually, you is not actually about him. It's actually just the final season of Dexter. It's just the final season of Dexter. Yeah. And just like, it's, you can do like with community with like the Abed pregnancy episode where like, you just like, if you look back on the last season of you, you like see Dexter in the background occasionally. <laughs> like maybe he bumps into him once. Okay. I haven't even seen the show and I'm making fan fiction here. There you go. <laughs> But no, yeah, cool. Thank you for the suggestion, though. Yes, no, I mean you tried. I, I can, I cannot, you know, I can understand why you would, you would, you would bounce off that show if you were like, oh, this person is awful. It's like, yeah, that's the point. It's like, okay, but I don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly okay. I'm, I'm, I, that's why I wanted to talk about it because I was like, I was like, maybe it like becomes something else. But reading the synopsis, it didn't seem like it ever no, no, became no, no, anything. You different. are missing nothing. It is exactly yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No. Um, did you see the, uh, did you see the Fallout trailer? I did, yes. What did you think of that? Yeah, I mean, it looks good. I, I almost feel like they made the Vault Overseer have a single eye just to, like, bullseye all of the nerd criticism onto that one aspect. <laughs> In what way? <laughs> well, because he's a Vault Overseer, so he shouldn't have any mutations. Oh, right? Because he's, okay. like, been in a vault, and so, like, you know... All of the follow nerds are, that's the line that they're giving, right? Like, oh, what the, <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, maybe that was clever of them to like do something like that, to like avoid them complaining about the fact that like the assault rifles look different or whatever. <laughs> But it looks good. I look. I'm excited. Yeah, I honestly think that like they did a pretty good job with the uh, like the the universe. I think that like you know it's it's weird. So like you know the the main actress right like you know she was like just doing stuff or whatever. And I was like I was feeling weird about it. I was like what what feels weird about this? Like I I'm not like is everybody else you know like acting strangely or whatever like you know just just generally be because i was like you know like when you play a fallout game right you know you interact with all sorts of very bizarre characters you know mm -hmm. over the course of it but like the main person i was like and then i was like oh it's because i'm with the exception of fallout 4 obviously i'm used to bethesda characters not talking or reacting oh, in any okay. way interesting and i was like oh yeah if you actually voiced the dialogue in a lot of those games, it probably would come across a lot like how yes. this person is doing it. Yeah. Snarky. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. I, I I just never really thought about that, about how I you mean, actually sound in the, the universe of these Bethesda games. I just kind of just I, I don't even think about it. And so it's like it, it it's a weird hurdle to get over. And it's it mm -hmm. should be easier because of fallout 4 and having a voice protagonist but you know honestly i i kind of found that annoying sometimes too so <laughs> uh did this is this is an aside but it, it loops back did you watch one piece no i didn't actually watch it yet okay. I, I i will probably inevitably watch it but i didn't actually watch it i only bring it up to say that one piece figured out how to do anime by like just making it cartoony mm -hmm. right like they translate like they figured out the translation schema finally yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like the Matrix can be transformed, thank God. And like it's just taking anime stuff and troping it into cartoon stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe that revelation means that you can just do anything now, <laughs> right? Like, like I think the Fallout TV show is probably also going to do that. And we just hit the right? singularity. It'll just like it's just like we did it. Like we figured out the translation. Like like two plus x equals four. And for the longest time, we didn't know what x was. And it's like, oh, x is two. Duh. Mm -hmm. Anime is a cartoon. We should do the cartoon things. And so it kind of gave me that feel when I watched the trailer. And that makes me like hopeful because One Piece was great. And so if they have that same tone, 
right? If they can hit that tone correctly, then like this should be good. But, you know, having the benefit of having heard your argument more recently than you've made it because I just, you know, finished listening to the uh, the rest of the podcast so that I could post it. Oh, um, sure. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you, the whole thing that you were talking about in that is, is One Piece was a good candidate for that because One Piece is never cool, right? Yes. Oh, that's right. That is That was my argument. And yeah. so I wonder now, I mean, I don't think Fallout is either, to be fair. I think this actually fits nicely into your argument, although I, I did see that Netflix is coming out with a, what is a Yu Yu Hakusho um anime adaptation and i think that that's going to fall victim to precisely what you said of well i think yu yu hakusho at times wants to be cool so (laughs) is there a trailer for that yu yu hakusho you know i think there i think there is i didn't watch it i have to see that immediately i can't i'm sorry but i won't be able to focus on anything else okay yeah you just yu yu hakusho if there's a a live action yu yu oh there is okay what no 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 wait a second is this this is a Japanese Yu Yu Hakusho. I don't care about that. Okay, not not the same. You you you. That's you, not you're willing to accept that. Well, I just I just don't like it. Japanese live action adaptations have their own feel, and I don't really like. I don't I don't know. Maybe I like it. I don't I don't I I don't give it a chance. <laughs> if I'm completely honest, I I neither do I. I I don't even. I just kind of dismiss it. I really should go and watch. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Maybe I'll watch some like live action anime movies and like really see how bad they are. <laughs> yeah i mean it's just like it never appeals to me because i'm like i like the anime just fine like i don't need yeah, exactly. a live action like there's no there's no advantage to it being a live action adaptation for me it's it's if anything just like i mostly just watch it out of morbid curiosity of like how bad mm-hmm. is this going to be yeah exactly yeah yeah like how much are they gonna fuck this up yeah and it's like and you know yeah oh if, if it was an american adaptation though i'd be i would be curious yeah actually shit do you oh speaking of adaptations that uh Speaking of mm-hmm. adaptations, the end of Fens. Um, uh, did you see that they're doing uh, Avatar Last Airbender live action again? They're trying it again. Yes. That looked pretty good. I did not watch the trailer, but I was aware of it coming out. Uh-huh. I don't have any opinion either way. Do you want to watch the trailer? <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Right, I'll watch it. Check it out on Netflix. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is unfair, but I'll, it looks like a Netflix show. <laughs> <laughs> okay and you found that again so i haven't really watched anything of the one piece you found that Net- the one piece did not look like a netflix show no i guess not that was a long this, pause <laughs> this, i had to think about it it's been a long time since i watched that one piece show i thought i'd lost you there for a second i was just like <laughs> yeah um no i guess not this it's like it looks like 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 the sci-fi channel cgi Mm. stuff i don't know i don't know it doesn't look it looks fine i guess i don't know i'm not a huge like avatar the last airbender fan though okay see i guess the one thing that that i say in a house of huge avatar the last airbender fans i have to watch my back for the next few days yeah yeah i mean you know just you know don't uh maybe don't 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 leave your uh (laughs) don't leave your yourself stay here yeah no i I, the the thing that uh struck me is that they the casting looks perfect and the costumes look perfect the the casting looked great the costumes look great um soka looks a little weird to me really oh he looks like I mean, yeah, he looks perfect to me. He actually looks. I always imagined him as like an East Islander. I don't know. I guess. But like, I guess like it's just like his appearance. Like if you look up Sokka, like I'm just like, yep, that's that's what he looks like. 
They picked a man with a very rectangular head. <laughs> I guess, yeah, he does have very, he is very live action-y. <laughs> but yeah. All right, fair enough. You know, I I, I thought it looked, I, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a nice redemption story, hopefully, versus the, the fucking abysmal M. Night Shyamalan. I mean, it better be good. Yeah, it better be. Because they really fucked it up for that one, so hopefully this one is better. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, man. But yeah, other than that, that's that's basically, that's basically what's been going on. Oh, fuck. One more thing. Last thing. Sure. For, for real. I have a correct, not a correction, but I have a follow-up from last time. We were talking about uh, Batman, right? And we were talking about there was um, there was something like it was uh, the the time when in the animated series when he was doing like the ski mask stuff. Yeah. Uh, mask of the Phantasm. That was what it was. Yeah. OK, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I was like, I swear I've seen this in yeah. the animated series, but I I, yes. I remember watching the entire animated series and never seeing that. So I was like, so when yeah. was it? It was in Mask of the Phantasm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. If I had just, while we were doing the podcast, literally looked up Batman animated series Ski Mask, it was the first fucking Google result. Mm. But, you know, this yeah. is this is what we do. We don't look things up when we need to. <laughs> so we have to come back later. But yeah. So it was like, as soon as I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, I this is like exactly yes. how okay. i imagined it in my mind it's just like there it is yeah i can picture it too yeah i knew it yeah okay cool yes that makes sense oh sorry i said i said last thing and then i just remembered something That's fine. i also have i also have some things so it's not even the last thing yeah okay fair enough you just you just said something that's like it's quick discussion you can picture things in your head right oh god dude don't even fucking start this with me <laughs> i don't fucking know like it's such an ambiguous word, see in head. It's not. Like, what is? No, I think it is. No, it isn't. I, I mean, I can, I can. Uh, Lord and I have had a, n- numerous discussions about a- aphantasia, and for me, yes, picturing things in my mind is very vivid and a very like not. There's no like. There's no wishy washiness about it. It's just like picture an apple in your head. Okay, I'm doing it. I am seeing okay, a fucking see, apple. See, you've just switched to the word picture. Uh huh. That's different. Okay. Okay. If you look at an object in your room. Yep. Okay. And then close your eyes. Yep. And look now look at that object with your eyes closed. Yep. See that object. Yep. You're so you can see it exactly the same way that you saw it with your eyes open. Yes. Okay. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Can you not? I, don't, I, don't, I have absolutely no idea. Like, I can only ever see blackness. I can picture stuff just fine. Right. But say I look at this cup of water. Uh Right. I'm looking at it with my eyes. Uh Now I'm closing my eyes. Uh There's nothing. It's blackness. Now I'm going to picture that cup. Right. Uh Done. Easy. Not hard. There it is. But I'm still seeing blackness. Okay, but like for like a second, like and I like I, I almost feel like it's it's like somehow like it's like in the like middle back of my head. Right. Yes. You're seeing it with your brain. You're seeing it with your brain. And yes, you're not seeing it with your eyes. And, it, and, and you see it with like in almost like a camera flashy type of way. Is the but way when that... I asked you earlier, if you see the thing the exact same way, you said yes, but you don't. Right. If based on what we've just said, you see it in the back of your brain. You don't literally see it. But like there is a picture there, but it is. Yeah, I am seeing it with my brain, not seeing it with my eyes. Yes. And there's blackness everywhere else in your in your eye brain. But for like the briefest of seconds, right, like the briefest mm-hmm. of milliseconds, that picture is in my brain. I still, I still would say I never see it. Mm, interesting. I will say this though: the, the, have you done the ball test? What's the ball test? Oh, okay. This is a good one. You'll probably like doing this with Lauren too. Um, imagine rolling a ball off a table in your head. Yep. 
Just do it. Yep. Okay? Okay. What color was the ball? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What color was the table? Uh, the table was brown. Okay, cool. The okay. ball was uh, the ball was kind of grayish. Interesting. So for me, my answer is no color. Uh-huh. I, I do not perceive that I, I see the concept of ball and concept of table, but they are not objects with like distinct describable features. Interesting. To me. Yeah. Yeah. But most people say a color, which I can't. I do not say a color. I do not imagine color. Yeah. Or it's shape weird. or anything like that. I was focusing way more on the table than the ball. <laughs> but, but you do imagine like an actual physical object. For me, I don't even imagine that. Oh, okay. It's like, I just imagine conceptually what would happen. Yeah. But there's no actual image to accompany it. My, my, uh, my, my table was very much like the table that, um, actually the, the new dining room table that we just bought. Yeah. Um, it was, it was so very much that table. Fantasia. <laughs> yeah. You clearly don't have it. Yeah. No, I, I know, I know I don't. Cause I mean, like I, yeah. you know, I, I've done several of these things where it's like, you know, like, like take an object, like take an apple. Okay. Change that apple's color, you know, rotate that apple mm. around. Although I did find, I did find. So, because I, I was watching something about aphantasia, um, and I found that when, because she, she asked, like, you know, describe, like, you know, picture an apple, then change the color, and that was easy. But then she said to turn it, and I was like, well, hang on a second. I was picturing, like, a two-dimensional picture of an apple. Now I have to reframe to, in order to make this a 3D yeah. object, you know? Like, this wasn't a 3D object before. Now you're asking me to fucking flip it around? Like, I can't do that because I need it to be a 3D object instead of yeah. just picturing an apple. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. That's an interesting one. I, I, I guess for aphantasia, I, I'm sure there's people who are actually legitimately aphantasia s. Yeah. It, whatever the correct ending of that word is. Um. But like, I think like the other like 98 percent of people who think they have it, it's one of two things. It's either there's a confusion on what people mean when they say see the object in your head, mm -hmm. right? I think there's a lot of people imagining it as like. 100% exactly like what your eyes are doing, mm -hmm. right? Which is easy to do because of language. And then the other one is just like, it's a skill that you can practice. Yes. And so like, it, I don't do it a lot. And so I'm bad at it. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. There's also a view. And so I'll, I'll do the other one then um, that goes along with that one. Not hearing thought and having no eternal monologue. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I definitely have. I mean, I, it's, it's why I suck at reading so bad because I can't not yeah. read in my head. I can switch. I can switch between the two. I know. I'm so fucking is, envious of that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. To be just be like, okay, I'm going to stop thinking inside of my head now. You know what's it's weird, like, right? though? So, because that one definitely is a skill, right? Mm -hmm. And I know it's a skill because when I'm reading Japanese, like the rudimentary stuff, like the children's book stuff that I'm now capable sure. of reading. That's awesome, though. I I don't remember what all of the kanji mean all the time. Like, I don't remember how to say all of them all the time, but I know yeah. what they mean by their visuals. And so I actually read Japanese way the fuck faster than I can read English. Oh, that's awesome. Because I could just look at the thing. I'm like, okay, well, I know what that means. So I can move yeah. on to the next, but I don't remember how to say it. And so it's just like, yeah. I, I even oh, if I wanted yeah. to, I couldn't even turn my internal monologue on. Oh, yeah. yeah, interesting. So yeah, I, I I definitely love the fact that I can do that. Yeah. So I wish that I could learn to do that with English because it's like I, my my brain just wants so badly to to say the word in my head when it's like no yeah. no no you know what this word fucking means you don't have to say it in your head yeah. you know but I can't I can't help it because it's English. If I do if I get like really tired I'll like I'll start you saying it in my head and it's so annoying. <laughs> Because I can't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if I get caught in that loop where it's like, 
okay, now I'm actually reading the words that are on the, and it's like, oh God, this is the worst. This sucks. Yeah. I hate this. That's the flow. That's my reading all the time. Oh, that's so, oh, I, I understand why you don't want to read yeah, a lot. This is, I, I, okay, oh. th- 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 we finally got to the bottom of it. This is what I mean by, I love, I love books, I hate reading. <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Dude, I read like, I just like casually read like 200,000 words yesterday. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to read this, like, book. Weird flex, but okay. Like, I'm sorry. I just, well, I, I read a lot of fanfic, no, as it's, you know. It's and so it's I know exactly, like, down to the letter how many words I'm reading. Because it count. It, there's a word count for every story. So it's like, this story is 52,342 words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that's all. It's, 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 you, you just said sorry, it with the right. exact same flex. cadence that, like, some dude just coming in was like, I just did, like, 450 push-ups today. Yeah, sorry. No, it was kind of a flex. I will admit, yeah. I don't have, you know. That's what I get. It's, it's what you get. Hey, look, I wish. I wish. I yeah. you you read the words, but man, I have to say all of those words in words. my that's head terrible. one at a time. Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, I, I can I can speed read Japanese, but I can't fucking speed read English because of my stupid yeah. idiot brain. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's cool though. Yeah. All right, hit me with your other things. What else okay, you uh, I put a I put a song in the Discord Two Brothers thing. Ooh, all right. Um, it, I don't know if you ever heard of the Keygen Church. I have not. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a gimmick, but like you know, it, this is too long to listen to during the podcast. But like, if you listen to the first minute, you'll understand what it is. So it's like piano music. Yeah, an organ. Oh damn! <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh shit! Okay, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's all. It's just like a gimmick band thing. I think it's from some video game, even. Okay, <laughs> I just love that. It's just, but, like, just like amazing piano concerto, and then just fucking like metal. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd enjoy it. I did enjoy that. I love shit like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's yeah. it's a gimmick, but you know what? It's a gimmick that works. It's great. You know, it's really good. Yeah, and they, they don't like overdo it. Yeah. It's it's good. Gimmicks become gimmicks because they're effective. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, as soon as I listened to it, I was like, I have to put, I just have to show this to Jason. He'll love it. Hell yeah! No, I do love that. <laughs> yeah, um, I play any good video games late, lately? So I'm in the middle of Pentiment right now, um, which is that Pentiment. one. I don't know if you, you, well, you, you probably saw. It. It's like that one where it's like it's it's like a. I, I don't know if it's like point and click adventures. Maybe the you know, it sort of is a point and click adventure a little bit, but it's like oh, it's the one that's like it's all done as Ooh. if it's like an illuminated manuscript. Ooh, yeah, I have heard of this. This looks, yeah, I, I remember thinking this would look really good. Yeah, it's it's it is enjoyable. I mean, it's basically like you know, at its core, is it really any different than like the David Cage games of like you go to place and you click dialogue options and then you go to a different place and click more dialogue options? No, I mean that's that is really ultimately what it is, but. I mean, it is a deduction game in the sense that, like, you know, you are trying to, like, solve crimes. Um, oh. And, a- like, you know, there's a limited amount of time to do so, so you can't collect all of the information that you want to collect. Um, so you have to basically make, you know, determinations based on what information you do get. Um, and I'm, I haven't finished it, so I don't know if they, like, you in- inevitably get revealed what the actual answers are or if you just kind of, like, you know, make your guesses and just kind of hope you were not sending an innocent person to their death but uh like it's i i i am finding it compelling and interesting and it's all set in like you know what like 1500s maybe something like that you know okay it's it's around the time of um it's around the time of like martin luther and like 
uh, like Diet of Worms and all that. So I don't know exactly what time period that is, but 16th century. So yeah, probably 16th century is the 1500s. Yeah, I was right. Look at me. I fucking I remembered a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, it's I mean, it's, you know. I like to Disco Elysium a lot, and it's it's got some elements of that that yeah, are cool. It's medieval Disco Elysium. It's not, because Disco Elysium is so wild and fucking weird, but, like, it is not not that, so I'm down with it. Oh, yeah. And what is this you've cool. just sent me? Okay, yeah, so ignore the, the right side. That's just my other screen. Yes. Um, that's just Discord, but uh, this is Cataclysm, Dark Days Ahead. Yeah, you've been playing this a lot. <laughs> yeah, this is the game I've been playing, like, Essentially, just breathing it as my air for the last two months. <laughs> um, it's like a survival horror RPG game, but it's it's also just an everything simulator. You like you you essentially just start as a person right at like the beginning of the ultra apocalypse, so to speak. <laughs> okay, it's like it's not it's not like a regular zombie apocalypse, right? Where like a person gets bitten and then like they bite other people and those people become zombies. Okay. It's like everyone became zombies all at the same time. Okay. <laughs> except for like a tiny percentage of people. Uh-huh. So there's not like one zombie, two zombie, four zombie, eight zombie. There's eight billion zombie immediately. And like 12 people. <laughs> and like 12 people. And you're just one of those people. And you have to like live in this world now. that's full of zombies and other like interdimensional horrors and, you know, like the reality has collapsed in on itself, essentially. Okay. Um, but your tools are are reality itself. Like, it's like you can just like, you know, walk up to a locker and like disassemble it for like screws and wood and metal. <laughs> and you, It's like it's like Minecraft and The Sims combined with like every like Left 4 Dead and, you know, all those zombie games. It's insane. It's like an insane uh reality simulator game i don't know how else to describe yeah, it it's it's zombie apocalypse dwarf fortress exactly yes precisely i mean i can, can see i can see the graphics so i'm like okay this is yeah. dwarf fortress but with zombies yeah, so that's why i wanted to put the graphics up here because it looks like dwarf fortress and it plays much like dwarf fortress you have to learn the whole keyboard layout control scheme that's like arcane and crazy <laughs> right but like once you get used to it you can like do anything you want <laughs> And it's, it's, it's crazy. And there's also, like, magic and, like, psionics and cybernetics and, you know. So it has also all of those things. And then, like, if you want, you can also, like, settle down somewhere and, like, build a base and, like, recruit people and, like, do quests and, like, have them do stuff for you and, like, create outposts. And, like, you can create, like, you can just play. It's also Kenshi. Like, you know. <laughs> It's it's ridiculous. It's everything that um, you like. It's it's basically like taking the idea of an immersive sim to its nth degree. Yes, exactly. It is the ultimate immersive sim. It's just like, hey, you can just it's like I spend like real hours just like repairing my car in that game. <laughs> All right. Just like fight, you know, getting an acetylene torch and like learning how to weld metal. So I can then, like, repair the frame of my car because I ran over zombies an hour ago with it, right? And it's, like, that level of realism in a game where I can also, at the same time, like, summon spiritual armor and a holy blade and then, like, sprint across a road toward a guy shooting at me with an M16 while throwing fireballs at him and then teleporting behind him and using ninjutsu to chop his head off in one blow. And it's, like... That's the same game. 
And then I can just like go home and like cook like red beans and rice and like read a book while listening to my MP3 player. And it like tells me what individual kind of song I'm listening to as it comes up. And like my character is like, ooh, I like this like reggae beat or like, ooh, actually, you know what? I'm not really a big fan of this like industrial stuff. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Like, what a ridiculous game. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Man, it's like, you know, you, you have played a lot of games like this and... Oh, you shouldn't play it. Oh, I, I'm not going to. You would hate it. I, yeah, I hate can't, it. like, it's it's funny because it's like, I know there was a point in my life where I was like, I wish there was a game like this. And I think at the time that Minecraft came about, that was basically the game, you know? I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. this is the everything game. And I did sink and have sunk subsequently yeah. many 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 hours into minecraft but like i just can't do it anymore man <laughs> yeah no i get it yeah i get it you got a lot going on i i but I, you know what i love about these games is watching people's like play through like this to me is peak somebody else play it and i'll watch you know a hundred percent i all yes you should yeah like i love watching love dwarf fortress videos i i would probably love watching this like this. Ken, like I, I oh god I, I did watch a video of Kenshi he was like he gave himself like 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 the Kenshi like doomed start like just oh, yeah, torso the, the torso yeah. yeah torso one hour torso is that the one one hour torso yeah. oh you not seen that one no no yeah I have seen it that's the one yeah oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just yeah, laughing because it's just torso. it's just anybody if you it said those it's like oh yeah if you watch Kenshi one hour torso people would be like I I'd like to report a crime please <laughs> yeah but it's like no I I know exactly what you're talking about I saw that video you know so it's like this, this i mean this is amazing like i mean this this seems like it absolutely ripe for that kind of thing you yeah, know there's some hilarious starts just like trapped on like a an aircraft carrier <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome zombies yeah it's just like it's so cool yeah it requires a level of mental commitment that i apparently can only give no. to watching hours and hours of trashy yeah. guys <laughs> um, but uh can't commit to a video yeah. game. so you should add this to your rotation of, of youtube things to watch no i i 100 i will yeah. this this looks this looks pretty this looks pretty dope i i the, the possibility yeah. i love the possibility space <laughs> yeah it's hilarious uh it's a lot yes oh, yeah all right Shall we... Uh... Oh, good podcast. Yeah, right? No. <laughs> yeah. mm, great. Oh, should we just do a second podcast right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, maybe we could, yeah. Maybe we just pick some random albums and then just no, do let's that. Let's pick some random albums. What do you think? I think maybe I'll do Mr. Bungle. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, how do you want to do this? Because I think, I feel like I want to talk about the Mr. Bungle albums together, but we can split them up if you would prefer. Oh, um... Sure, we can we can do yours first. Is that is that are you cool with that? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I just I just feel like I want to talk about Mr. Bungle in one big sweep. <laughs> yes, sure, that's good. No, I I think that's appropriate. Okay. Um. So let me let me at least uh, let's let's we'll set up the albums first, and then you can tell me what order you want to go in. But so I I picked two very very different albums uh yes indeed i i i i almost i don't remember if i don't think i warned you but i probably should have warned it's like don't listen to these back to back it's gonna ruin the vibe of one is gonna ruin the vibe of the other one so like just keep them apart like but uh so i i uh taiko dive and death the sounds of perseverance um and so dive is dive to me i i have this is a an album that I recommended just because I think this is like some of the best like 
produced and made electronic music that like I know like it's just like I, I I started listening to this album like long before you got me into electronic music. So I already appreciated it from like that element of it. And now going back and listening to it and also like watching videos of this guy and his like production, I'm like, oh, this guy is a genius. Um <laughs> So that I was like, I was like, I don't know if you're going to like, it is a very chill album. It's an album that I mostly listen to when I'm like reading and stuff or like back in the day doing homework or whatever. Like, so it's, I, I, I was curious what you were going to think of the album because it is kind of a very, just a very chill album. But like, to me, this is like, this is, this is like some peak electronic music. And then that of perseverance is just I I honestly I didn't know if you're gonna like this, uh, but it's just like it's this is to me the peak the other side of just crazy insane like weird technical awesome death metal, and I was just like whether you like it or not, I just want to talk about it, so that's why I recommended it. And then I requested you recommend two Bungle albums, and why did you pick these particular two? Yeah, this was a real struggle to pick two Mr. Bungle albums because I definitely would have done three okay because regardless of how i would have done this i would have left out one important album Mm -hmm. and so the album that i did not add here oh yeah disco volante of course okay it's like because in a way disco volante might be their best album Mm -hmm. but like i wanted to show like i I needed to put the first album on there Mm -hmm. i felt like because you know it's their first album yep it says a lot about what they are yep just by virtue of being first yep And then California is like as far as you can get away from the first album in a way, (laughs) at least in terms of still being Mr. Bungle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I had a feeling you were going to make that caveat to it. And I, yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Um, And so it's not like, like California is not as good as Disco Volante, obviously, Mm. but like, (laughs) I didn't want to put Disco Volante on there. No, fair enough. Just because I felt like it's it's like it's their it's like the synthesis of these two albums almost in a way, mm-hmm. kind of. It's like it's a, their most middle of the road album, mm. but like I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I just mean that in like tonally middle of their it road, kind of, not it, middle it, of it the like, road. It's like they're like really good experimental transitional album, and I feel like you need to have listened to Mr. Bungle first to like appreciate what Disco Volante is. Okay, and so. But also, California is my favorite album by them. So okay, you know, okay, fair enough. It was just gonna go on there regardless. Yeah, I, I've had similar like struggles with with bands that have three albums when I need to pick two. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so this was this was especially hard. These are the two I, I went with though. Is is obviously their first album, and then California ultimately just because it's my favorite. Okay, fair enough. So, what order do you want to go in between Tycho and Death? Um... Let's do Tycho first. Okay, that doesn't surprise me. Then Death. And then, um, yeah, and then we're going to go Mr. Bungle yeah, in California. That's certainly the order I wish I'd listened to them in. And I wish you'd given me the advice of not listening to them back to back as well. <laughs> the first time I did listen to Death first and then tried to get into Tycho. Um, although, to be fair, I will say, I think you've shown me Tycho before. I have, but every time I mention it, you, 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 you seem very confused um and so i was like okay i know i've sent this to you but i'm going to i'm gonna i'm gonna try to refresh you and see if yeah i also struggled Um, with this one because i was gonna recommend another one by Tycho. um but it's not the one that i listened to the most although i think it's the 
because <laughs> I've just listened to this one so much more before I like actually listen to any of his other stuff. His better album, in my opinion, is actually Awake. Um, and if you liked any of this, you should just go listen to Awake because Awake is like really the album that I like I, I should have recommended. But I was like, ah, but I have to recommend Dive. I just I have to. It's it's the only correct thing to do. So what do you think? Tell me about tell me what you thought about Taika. Yeah. Let's start with that. Yeah, so I, I definitely have some of these songs on my like regular rotation. Actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I love at least half of these songs for sure. Okay. Um A Walk is great. I love it. That's like one of like I immediately recognized it as soon as it came on because I listen to it pretty regularly still. Okay, cool. Uh great song. And it's very chill, but it has like that, you know, it obviously picks up Right. With that, like, really sort of like ethereal beat that is very signature of this whole album. Yeah. I mean, his his thing of pulling in like because he pulls in a lot of guitars and he pulls in a lot of um, like drums, like, you know, actual like physical instrument samples. Yes. Um, and then just like blends them into this like gorgeous, like chill texture, basically, is like. I feel like just like the hallmark of all the stuff that he does. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of uh, L ten eleven, like a lot of like post rock mm-hmm. kind of that Very kind of just like yeah, yeah, because of the drums and the guitar, but used in this like electronic way. It's, it's a very calming album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very sparse. There's like lyrics occasionally, you know, but they're you know again more like texture in general across yes. this thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, 100%. when I need to read, this is what I put on. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a good reading. Yeah. So a walk is great. I love it. it you know, starts strong, finishes strong. Um, hours. I, I love the kind of um, the like, I'm going to use your word because you always say this and this is not the word I was looking for, but like off tuning. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's flat or whatever. Yeah, it's like flat and sharp. I mean, like he's, you know, he's, he's doing a lot with, um, you know, manipulating the the actual pitch. Yes, and this this one in particular is even more dreamy, if if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, the I mean, dreamlike quality is very heavy on this song. It's it's interesting, and I never really heard this until somebody had pointed it out. But people compare this album in particular and his work in general to Boards of Canada a lot. Um, it's not the same, um, but I think that he does like a very like it's like a very chill kind of boards of canada thing yes this is the lo-fi beats the chill and relax two version of boards of canada yeah <laughs> yeah there's no one weirdly counting you know there's not like no weird child counting in the background so yeah. it's not boards of canada exactly but, you yeah. know if he added it then it would be <laughs> yeah. but you need that you need that weird child counting one two three <laughs> four Sunflowers yeah, under exactly. the ocean. <laughs> yeah, the life this... of a full-grown male squid. <laughs> that is, it's it's such a good album, but it's such a fucking weird album, man. Geo yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's perfect. It, yeah, Geo Gotti. It's just like it's you know, oh, yeah, it's a thing, man. It's so good. But yeah, no, this like I find this album it. When I listen to any individual song, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, this one. But, like, when I'm listening to this album, I have so much trouble picking out individual songs in any kind of meaningful way. Because yes. I'm so used to just putting this album on, and then when it stops, putting it back on again so I can continue reading whatever I'm reading. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick out particular stuff because it all kind of does. It is very much an, uh, an album of tone. 
and yeah, how do you find that? Because I know you generally listen to uh, electronic music on like a si- like a like a song by song basis versus like yes. a whole album. Like, did this get too samey for you? Or I mean, I, I I essentially just put this on like you do while reading. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's like all of this is one song, really, to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, um, that's usually how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, but. That said, though, I would say, I mean, I definitely like A Walk a lot. Um, what, what's the other one? I think, what is it? Oh, by the way, I, I do like the like the end bit in Daydream here, where it like sort of kicks off 1435-ish. A little breakdown. Uh, yo, yeah. No, yeah. No, he's oh. so many interesting drum beats. Yes. I, I was just going to say, I, I the bass lines, yes. Oh, Very yeah. I mean, good. the bass lines, it's like, there's a lot of there's a surprising amount of like funk in this for something that's so like laid back. It's very funky. It's a very funky album. I mean, you gotta have it if if you're gonna be this laid back. You gotta have something driving your song forward. Gotta bring the funk. Yeah. So there's a little bit of funk beat. Yeah. And this is this is great. This part's great. Probably the best part of this song. Let's see here. I think Dive is another one I keep on my playlist. Yes. Yeah. Be- the beginning of Dive. Yeah. Is just yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So good. And the little. Yeah, I love. I mean, like his, he uses vocals very sparsely, but when he uses them, they're so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it this this better be one of the best songs. It is the eponymous. Yeah, you gotta have your eponymous track be good. Yeah, your hip eponymous. Hip eponymous. Someone tried to convince me once that eponymous wasn't a word. Yeah, it was us. It was me yeah. and dad. <laughs> yeah, it was you and dad. Yeah, goddamn you guys. Because I it, it just didn't sound like a word. <laughs> Yeah, and this was you know before phones, so yeah, it was like this sort of word. Like the fuck. Uh, I'm glad you remember that though. It makes me feel less crazy. Oh yeah, you know you're not crazy. It's just yeah, I, I remember that very strongly because I've used the word eponymous a ton now. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a real word. Yeah, it's a real word, and it means it means the thing you're trying to say with a sentence. I also have to mention, um, like the breathing in in the beginning of a walk. Also, so good. It's like around 45 seconds on the album. Breathing in. Maybe it's a little... No, it's actually a little bit before. It's like 44. Oh, that's breathing in? Yeah, just... Oh, I thought it's those were like, like a weird kind of like symbol. No, it's. I think it's just a. I think it's just a breath in. And it's just like... like oh, that's cool. Like, I get like frisian from that. You get frisian while listening to music? Do you not? No. Oh my God. We have vastly different experiences in our lives. I'm picturing things and getting frisian, and Steven is just like speed yeah, reading just, through this his twelfth read through yeah, of Wheel I'm of Time. I'm just raw dogging it out here. I get very little feedback from my brain. <laughs> we find out later you actually were a brain in a jar the whole time. Oh my god. Well, it's okay. I like Cataclysm, so I can just play that. Just just pouring Cataclysm into your into your brain jar. No, dude, it's crazy. Just like. That those two months, I started thinking in Cataclysm because, like, <laughs> it's like every turn is one second essentially, and so you're like everything you do is like perfectly like. I'm sorry to do an aside here. But it's fine. No, like, go, go for it. <laughs> it's just like it was very weird to be like, okay, if I can wake up, that's gonna take like two moves, and that's gonna like two seconds, and then like, it's like, and you don't when you're not moving, time's not moving, right? And so like I would be sitting there brushing my teeth. And be like, okay, it's fine. I'm not moving right now. So, like, time's not passing. And it's like, wait a second, Steven. This is reality. Calm down. <laughs> Time is still passing right now. That was in deep. Oh, man. That's hilarious. That's, yeah. I mean, you know, 
that it's a sign of a good game though right yeah no definitely you... yeah when you start like your life becomes that it's like when you start dreaming about tetris yeah yeah the tetris effect but with cataclysm which i think is much more terrifying <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but anyway yes the breathing in part and walk is very good like every i just every time i hear that it's just like it, it it's it's immediately i'm like all right cool we're doing this album now I'm like yeah. it's so good yeah, the vocals on Dive are great. I love, I love the like female, high pitched dive. <sighs> More breathing. There's like, I think it's like twenty twenty oh seven on the album. Yeah, I, you know he uses he uses like breathing samples a lot, and it's like it blends really nicely with like a lot of the like reverby stuff because he does a lot of like very like you know washy reverby stuff in this that like yes. you know. Those breaths along with that just make everything there's you would what was that uh it was on your mixtape. It was that one guy, um, he did like I can't remember what the name of the the track was, but it it had a very like acoustic quality to it while still being electronic music. Okay. I'm gonna look it up because it's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah. Nicholas Poshberg. The Nicholas Poshberg track. Nicholas Poshberg. Yeah. I feel like him and Tycho are both doing a very similar thing of blending these like acoustic and electronic elements in a very like in a very seamless way that is appealing to me. Mm, Interesting. I don't acoustic is not a word I would use to describe this album at all. If I'm honest, what is acoustic? Not acoustic is maybe the wrong term. Um, like physical instruments. Okay, right? sure. Okay, is what I mean when I say that. Not not acoustic. I physical see. instruments. Then, then, yeah, sure. I see what you're saying. Then, yeah, that's okay. I get. I get. I get what you're saying. I didn't really even think of these as being instruments. You think these yeah, are actual instruments? Well, yeah, because a lot of I think he uses like actual drum samples. Like I think a lot of the drums mm-hmm. are like either partially or completely like real acoustic drums um that you know that he blends with like probably in some cases electronic drums and like you know he uses a lot of actual guitar and stuff mm. like in that uh. in this and like he blends that all with like the uh the electronic elements just in a really it's, it's just in a very nice way you know i have trouble hearing the real at least on this song maybe it's a maybe i should go to a different song it's like maybe he's so successful that i just can't tell well, I think he's also, like, a lot of cases heavily processed them. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I believe you. I just, my ear does not hear that. And that's part of the trick, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is, you know, like. So he's doing a good job. Yeah. It's very retro wave. Like, I'm a surfer in the 80s, and I have, like, a, a bust of some Greek or Roman figure in my car, you know? Yeah. And my car's a pink, like, muscle car. <laughs> that's what this album is. How much of that I wonder is conjured up by the the album art? Some of it, surely. Because it's it's just funny you went surfer, you know. Yeah, it, no, it sounds surfery though. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a very like there's a very watery feeling to this album, especially yeah. with like the amount and the funk and the funk, funk, but not the funk. No, no funk. Thank God. Uh, I don't know. Ascension is even chiller than the rest of the album, if that was possible. <laughs> yeah, it's a, maybe a little too chill for me. I'll be honest. It's. It's fine, but I wouldn't pick it out of a lineup, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, especially because it comes right after Coastal Break. Exactly, which, which is an amazing song. Yeah, Coastal Break is such like a, I, I feel like it's a kind of a high point in terms of energy for the album. Yes. It's the best driving song, for sure. Oh, it's fantastic. Such a good driving song. Yeah. Uh, and then M- Melanine. Melanine. The riff in the middle is really nice. 
With like the kind of like the yes. synth. Very part, very prog, sorry. Very prog to break down to that acoustic. Mm-hmm. And there's almost kind of like a like an interesting timing with the the strums of the acoustic versus the rest of it. Like there feels like there's like it's it's not all like directly on the uh, directly on the bar line, you know? Yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's a good it's a good transition song to what is the you know back half of this album essentially, mm-hmm. or at least the denouement, I guess I should say. Uh, man, that opening to a drift though, mm-hmm. so good. This is the one that reminds me the most of Boards of Canada. Oh, interesting. Like, when people make that comparison, yes. I'm like, they were thinking of a drift yeah, when they, they were, made yes. that comparison. I agree. This also this... reminds me of the back rooms. <laughs> of the back rooms? Yeah. Like, just, like, the concept, or, like, is there a thing? Both. Okay. It, this sound, this opening sounds like a lot of, like, the back rooms music stuff. That oh, there's back rooms there. music? Yeah, I mean, music that is played over back rooms stuff oh, okay. is back rooms music. I didn't know. I was I was wondering if there was actually like a, a backrooms no. genre. I mean, of like... there definitely is. I'm sure there is. I don't know what it is though. It might be terrifying in I a bad way. It's terrifying. Yeah, but in like a TikTok way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I like. I feel like adrift. If you put it on Geogotti, you, you might not even notice it was there. And I love that kind. Of, I mean, like that. That's kind of getting back to what you were talking about of like the kind of chill wave aesthetic. You know, I mean, that's very VHS. You know, low bit rate fucking you know bit crushed music and all that which i mean i love so this is right up my alley in that regard yeah no it's uh it's pretty stupendous and of course the the like it, it is wavy it's like obviously the song is a drift and he does a good job of like conveying that that quality here mm-hmm. okay so like towards the end of a drift right like around like mm-hmm. 140 uh, one, uh 40 uh 41 20 no it's later than that like 4150 that I think you should very because he really pulls back on the production. I think you can really hear like the actual true drums. Like I think that that is I think that's a drum sample or a drum kit being played and then processed. Still some, but significantly less than some of the other places on the album. I mean, if you say so, I believe. I think you. I, I think that's the case. I'm I'm fully prepared to be wrong, yeah. but I think that that is the case. Yeah, I I, I can't tell <laughs> if I'm honest. But I don't have an ear for this, so. I may, I may or depending on if I was right or wrong, may or may not have an ear for it. <laughs> yeah. Or you have a reverse ear, which is just as good. <laughs> or worse. Who knows? And then, yeah, I mean, the last two songs, I don't know, exist. Epigram is good. It's a nice little finisher, mm-hmm. but it's pretty short. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Does it have any really good parts in here? I don't remember. I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun song. Yeah. I like this one. Yeah. I mean, these kind of just close out the album. Yeah. I do like around halfway through Elegy, um, there's like a really hard electronic kick going in there. Um, it's like, it's very, it's, it's very soft, but it's, but he's, he's, I think he is side chaining it to some degree. So you get that kind of like pump. Um, it's, it's, so it's like, it's weirdly powerful for like, you know, how quiet and, the song is. No, yeah, I do. I get that. It's very, it has a very driving beat. Yeah. But it's like, it's still so chill, which is like, and that's what I'm talking about of like the, like this album, I almost have trouble talking about this album because it is very good and so it's very hard to like nitpick or pick anything out really because it's like everything is just really well done it's like he's just made a good thing and you're just like oh, okay cool but i don't really know what to say about that other than yeah I exactly like it. <laughs> it's like it's like eating a cheeseburger it's like mm, this is a delicious cheeseburger it had yeah. all of the elements that i would expect <laughs> delivered expertly cooked to perfection it was juicy and delicious 
and now I've eaten it. You, you know, the um, what that reminds me of is, um, you, know, you know, the Parks and Rec episode where they do the burger cook off. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. This, you know, this this kale and, you know, like brioche. With the, brioche. It's so delicious. And I love the like the elements of, you know, flavor and blah, blah, blah. And then they like, you know, they, they fucking he's like, I take beef burger. and I put cheese on it. This burger wins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. Yeah. It's just like, oh, OK. Very just simple. Make, and it's the thing is, it sounds simple. And I think that, like, underlying this is actually a ton of very, like, meticulous. Oh, God, of course. But it's, like, it's it's done so effortlessly that I'm, like, I sometimes, like, forget how good this album is until, like, I, like, focus my brain. And I'm, like, okay, listen to an individual song. I'm, like, okay, yeah, actually, that rules. And especially now, having, like, having made songs and having a much better production background, I, like, listen to this. I'm, like, shit, man. How does he do that? How does he do it so good? You know, it's like, how does he like, how does he make that work so perfectly? You know, so very, very envious of how good this fucking album is. So you yeah, like it. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So then let's talk about death. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is also a very good album. Okay, cool. So, so you liked it. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, like, I like the vocals, so that helps. Okay, yeah. They're, like, I don't know, they're sufficiently metally without being, like, you know, silly. Yeah, I mean, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't Cookie Monster. Yeah, he doesn't Cookie Monster, so that's nice. He's actually like got that. way more of, like, a black metal delivery, as far as I'm concerned. Like, it's it's very, like, it's very, like, high and, like, screechy, you know, which is interesting. Because you don't hear a lot of death metal bands really do that anymore yeah, but this is death this is <laughs> this the is original death. in a lot of cases yes i mean i think that people consider death to be the original yeah. death metal band yeah i'm pretty sure they are yeah i mean this is a good song i like i like this scavenger of human sorrow i really like the vocals especially okay on this song i feel like this was a good intro song to this album i can like understand what he's saying mm-hmm. which is nice the drums get a little hectic oh at times. <laughs> that's why i love this the drums on this just this whole album are peak insanity. Like, I don't know what anyone is doing on this entire album. It's just fucking nonsense. <laughs> and yet it comes together somehow. Like, like if this, this album, let me just, I'll just, let me just talk for just a little bit. Sure, this sure, is my favorite it. metal album ever. Oh, okay. This is it. This is number one. Okay. Like, and I, 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 I've, I've thought about this a lot. Cause it's like the only other real contender I think to this is maybe, is maybe Watershed by Opeth, which is just a masterful fucking... But, like, Watershed is great, but it's it's very well made and produced. This feels like it's barely fucking held together with, like, duct tape and, and like, silly putty. Like, like, it feels like this album is trying to explode. And... That's the most metal thing that I can think of. Um, and it's just it's just crazy. Like I just like the riffs are insane, the drumming is insane, he's fucking like screeching his ass off on this, and like there's so many like it just like it feels like he's like like there's these they start one idea and then they just fucking change their mind and just start doing something else, and then they fucking change their mind and just start doing something else. And yet, somehow, through all of that bullshit, this album somehow pulls together to work. And I don't understand how they pulled that off. And I also find it a little bit crazy because they he didn't want to make this album. <laughs> like he what had do you started mean? 
so the 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 main guy Chuck uh, whatever his name is I can't remember his last name um good old Chuck yeah so he wanted to move on to his new band um Chuck Schuldiner Schuldiner we're gonna go oh, with wow. Schuldiner I was um, gonna joke Schumacher but I would have been close <laughs> you were close he wanted to move on to Control Denied which was his next band. Um, like he was, he was kind of, he felt like he had done everything with, with death that he wanted to do and he wanted to move on to his next band, but he had a contract, I believe to make one more album. And so he made this and I, I feel like the production of this album, like it almost feels kind of raw. Like they didn't spend as much time, like getting it, you know, fully produced. And I like it more because of that. I feel like it almost, it almost sounds like this, even though this was like the last album by an extremely like, uh, influential and important. It feels like this was recorded in a fucking garage, you know? And like, well, that that makes the title of the album way more insane. Oh yeah. I know. Right. It's it's literally (laughs) the sound of his perseverance. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It puts it into context. eh? So subtle. (laughs) My favorite song is probably it's tough. I really like Bite the Pain, honestly. Well, I was going to say it's probably between Bite the Pain and maybe To Forgive is to Suffer. Mhm. That one. Those are nice digestible songs and they got a lot of action in them. There's a lot of like distinct parts mm-hmm. happening. I I mean, some of these, you know, metal is not my peak favorite genre of of music yes (laughs) so some of these songs do kind of wear on me just just a little bit with their length and samity Mm -hmm. um but i love the uh the off-tonal stuff in this song bite the pain yeah and i love the part at like 10 minutes i think let me listen yeah around 10 minutes like 955 and then oh yeah just like fucking just going nuts yeah, and then it, 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 but then it turns into this like crazy bit at what, like maybe ten twenty five. What is it? I'm just just listening. Where was it? Yeah, with the the bass. The yeah, I gotta oh yeah, say ten twenty five. Yeah, I just like all those parts. The bass on this album is so on point. Yeah, it's so it's so good. Okay, I lied. I have no idea what he's saying in this song at all. I, I understood <laughs> the first song's lyrics, but I still like it though. It's still good. I just can't decipher them. Uh, oh yeah! Oh, no, there we go. Ten fifty, like ten fifty-five. Ten fifty-five. Yeah, yeah. This is def- This might be my favorite song on the album. You're right. This is really good. Bite the pain is the other one it's that's really fucking good. amazing, though. Story to tell. Story to tell. Which one was that? Oh, this one, number four. It like it just so grooves so hard in the oh, beginning. Yeah, but, but story to tell. It, but it does the thing that like. I mean, it, it is very hard, but it's just like, it's just death metal or just, sorry, it's classical music transcribed to death metal. I don't know. Yeah, but it's classical music that has that big fucking China symbol. Just bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's not quite that, but that was my memory of it, at least. Sometimes, sometimes metal bands go a little overboard with that stuff. I feel like, yeah, and, and that's, the, this part of the reason why do I like much, this though. so much is because I feel like this is not too much that. No, you're right. That that was kind of an unfair. I just remembered it that way. It's all right. Reason. It's 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 a fair criticism of a lot of metal, and I feel like that's what this album is. Just it feels very unique. Like I don't think I've ever oh, no, heard why, anything because like at this. 1950 it does the arpeggio. That's why. Okay, that's I knew there was a part 
where I thought it was a little bit overmuch. But it's a pretty small nitpick, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you know. I will also say, so the drummer on this album, uh, Richard Christie, um, he oh, wait, makes... Richard Christie? Why does that name sound so familiar? He is, I think, the... Um, he's the, like, the, like, whatever, the band drummer for, um, what's his face? Uh, Howard Stern. Oh, Iced Earth. And yeah, he's a, yeah, also Iced Earth. Yep. Oh, fucking Iced Earth. No wonder this fucking drumming sounds so familiar. Yeah, that one Iced Earth album, one or two oh, Iced Earth shit. albums, he was, he was yeah, on that. Yeah, that's awesome. He oh, is... Archeon and wow. Okay. He uh he makes judicious use of both the ride bell and the China symbol, which are my two favorite symbols. <laughs> and uh I uh I appreciate it. He is a drummer after my own heart. <laughs> oh yeah, he he did horror show. Oh my god, hell yeah. Yeah, he's probably one of the best metal drummers ever. He's so fucking good. And it's crazy oh too because it's like the previous drummer for Death was Gene Hoagland, De- Devin Townsend's drummer for for Strapping oh my Your God. Lad. Really? Wow. And I think that as much as I fucking love Gene Hoagland, I feel like I like Richard Christie's shit on on Death even more than I like Gene Hoagland's stuff. Cuz Gene Hoagland is he's so he's so polished. Like all of his stuff sounds so like like oh man this this was played on a fucking drum machine oh wait no it's Gene Hoagland whereas like Richard Christie just sounds like he's fucking losing his shit you know <laughs> like, yeah it's very good yeah story to tell is very good that end bit is also really nice around like 2050 23 I guess 23 or like slows down a little bit oh yeah no I love this like this breakdown yeah it's very nice ooh and then the solo comes in. Like, if I only had one metal album, this would be the one I'd pick. It's just, <laughs> it has, it's, this is like metal maximalism is what this is. You know, it's just all of the things in one thing. And then they somehow make it not like a mess somehow. God, oh, fuck, I love this breakdown. It's sorry. I love this whole album. I just, you know, it's funny, like as different as Tycho and this album are, I feel like I've listened to both of these equally as much. And I just like, I will just put them on for things because I'm just like, I like love listening to mm. these. Yeah, I, I guess I don't like Flesh and the Power It Holds overall, but I do love the part at 2730. Uh, oh, yeah. With the like ride bell. I mean, that is that that is this song, honestly. Well, no, it gets silly. Let's be fair. <laughs> it becomes very silly oh, the yeah, song yeah. becomes very silly very very silly for like a minute at the end where, where is it like 29 29 30 does it start something around that yeah yeah, yeah, right yeah. The, yeah the, 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 this kind of just like yeah all right i'm so just gonna wanky. go like walk over here and start weirdly guitar yeah. soloing for a while like, it's a really good thing i have thick calluses on my finger there'd be blood everywhere right now <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah this is too this is i don't this is i don't need this I mean, it's cool. Like, it sounds good and everything. I just, I just don't need it. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like, if I could Very skip impressive. a song, it might be this one. Exactly. Yeah, and but it's also like it's also the longest song, though. I know. I think, and so it's like they put. I mean, I guess they didn't put the most effort into it, but like, yeah, maybe it was the one that they couldn't figure out where to go, and so they just went go. everywhere. So it's just, yeah, nowhere. And then there's an instrumental bit after that, which is fine. I don't know. It doesn't yeah, really have the same the energy okay. as the rest of like, the song. It's okay. Then to forgive us to suffer. Yeah, I mean, the beginning of forgive us on the drums is just all of the drums. He just played all the drums. <laughs> That's not my favorite part, though. It's after that, when the, like, guitar kicks in. Oh, yes. 
around 3830. Yeah, here we go. Skip all that arpeggio bullshit. Start shredding. Yeah. Now that's how y'all do it now. Yeah, I know. I, I oh god. <laughs> and then they slow it back down. Like after that 3830, and then they go like to the slowed down part. I love that so much. Because like the drums are still going like crazy, but like the guitars are basically like playing like halftime thing. And it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh god, it's like it's so fucking like it's like it's almost funky, like in just like how like I don't know. It's just it's it's, yeah, it's got, it's got a groove. Not funky's wrong. It's got a groove yeah. to it. I prefer American classical groove. <laughs> American classical groove. Have you heard that one yet? No. That's that's the new term for jazz. American, American classical. classical. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, it's it's true, but also at the same time, you know, come on. If it's not from the American classical region, then it's just sparkling jazz. Sparkling jazz. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny the ending of this is also great the light distortion stuff oh god very good and then it leads into a good it gives a good energy to moment of clarity and then you know we eventually get to my actual favorite song on the album okay yeah we got to talk about so the, the cover of painkiller which is the amazing judas priest cover this is the best fucking cover of pain this is it's might so be good. better than the actual song painkiller exactly yeah no 100 percent. it's like Oh my god, I fucking love this cover of Painkiller because he's like he's. I mean, when you listen to, I think it was Rob Rob Halford. Is that uh, yes? Okay, correct. Good job, me. Um, I mean, Rob Halford goes hard. All right. Yes, but of like, course. my god, Chuck is losing his fucking mind on this one. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> oh yeah, I wish he sung like this the entire album. I don't think that he could. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. That's fine. Let him have vocal damage. I'm not his doctor. Yeah, well, he he didn't he didn't make it that long, unfortunately. Uh, oh, yeah, he Did died he die? of a, he died of a brain brain cancer. Oh, okay, so it's so he could have done this, and it's fine. His voice wouldn't have lasted. Oh, His Jesus voice would have overlasted him. <laughs> hey, he's in the ground now. Fucking no one's Godfather death get metal. No one's going to listen to this. A relative of of his does listen to this. I apologize in advance, <laughs> but you're not going to. So. You're never going to hear that. This is the one Those that's going to, I mean, you complained about neckbeards and Wheel yeah. of Time, so this is the one that's going to skyrocket us into popularity. Uh, hell yeah. Awesome. You know, if a forest falls, do squirrels hear it or something? <laughs> Man, sage words. Thank you. I, oh, I know. Yeah, you know, I don't want to seem too smart. You know? <laughs> I don't think there was any danger of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Fucking. All right. So you liked yeah. it, sort of. Yeah, it was great. No, it was good. It was a very good album. Hell yeah, man. Oh, two for two. I always like when I go two for two. That's always yeah. that's always. Well, it helps when, like, I already had been listening to one of those albums for yeah. years. I wasn't, I genuinely wasn't sure. I was like, yeah. I don't, no, that's, like, yeah. you, you, you've you been... listened to all of it. I had okay. listened to all of it. So, so half of it was new to me. <sighs> all right. Mr. Bungle. <laughs> yes. I'm finally getting bungled. Yeah. So is this your first time ever listening to Mr. Bungle? So I have tried in the past to listen to Mr. Bungle and I've listened to some, I think I did listen to some things off California and I think I, I may have listened to a couple of things from this album, maybe, um, but I barely remember any of it. And so f- basically functionally, this may as well have been my first time listening to Mr. Bungle. Oh boy. So can you tell me, I would like you to explain to me. So these two albums, you said California is your favorite, and then yeah. you also, this is the first one. So do you like the first one? I mean, I assume you do. Can you tell me about why you like the first album? Oh, boy. Why I like it. Yeah, what do you like about it? <laughs> um, 
Let's see here. It's very dense. <laughs> okay, that's a word, yep. It's, I don't know, that's maybe the best way to... It's like, it occupies this, like, very unique place of, like, succeeding in making good, silly music. Okay. And, like, it's very, like... I'll be completely honest. This album is a lot. <laughs> and, like, especially to listen to it as an album... Uh-huh. Is like you asked for it. I did. I asked for you it. You asked for it. I told you, you to do this to me. I you you asked for it, and so but it's like I, there was a reason I was avoiding putting these albums on. It's like it's it's nice to listen to a Mr. Bungle song or oh. two or three even. Yep. But to listen to the whole, especially the first Mr. Bungle album. <laughs> yeah, they're long. They're long, is, and there's a lot to, in there. Is to truly court insanity. <laughs> In, like, a way that is pleasurable. Like, because it is really good. Like, I want to be clear here. Like, like I think I think that these songs are genuinely, like, really good. Um, as insane as that sounds, because it's essentially, like, weird circus music. Um, but, like, there's some real, like, artistry going on here. <laughs> I say as I listen to, like... You know, my ass is on fire. <laughs> my ass is on fire has a real, real artistry to yeah. it that is it's very difficult to describe. It's it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous music, uh-huh. but like ex- executed expertly. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like frenetic and like schizophrenic uh-huh. and uh, absolutely insane. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then, I guess that's why. So I like then, it. so then, walk me through the second. Walk me through California. Why California is just why is great. why is California good? It's it's awesome surfer music. Okay, okay, yeah, I love it. I love the I love the whole feel. Like I genuinely love California. Like I'll listen to that whole album and like not even realize it. Whereas like I don't think I would ever listen to the entirety of the Mister Bungle album in the sitting. I, th- I think I usually stop around Stub a Dub or My Ass Is on Fire. <laughs> I think that's usually where I stop listening to this album. Because it's hard to do it in one sitting. It's a long album. It's a long album, and it and is it's a lot. lot. <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot of things happening at all times. So what did you think, Jason, Okay. of this, the first Mr. Bungle album? Mr. Bungle. Okay. Because <laughs> you asked for it. I did ask for it. Well, I told you. I told you to bungle me. I demanded to be bungled. <laughs> you you so demanded to be bungled. <laughs> Being bungled. <laughs> As hard as I possible. can't be blamed for anything that happened. <laughs> no, when you have to get bungled, you get, you bungled. get bungled. I mean, that's just that's just the name of the game. It says it does what it says on the tin. Um, this is this. I okay. This benefited a lot from a second listen. How about yes. that? How about that for a hot take? I love that. That is a good take. I listened to this the first time, and I was like, "This is nonsense. This is fucking stupid." <laughs> And I don't understand how anyone would listen to this. And then once I knew that, and I felt that way, and then I went back and I listened to it again, you know, second, like another day, you know, I let let, let it breathe, let it fester, you know, like a really, like a delicious ripe cheese. I do the same thing sometimes. You have to like get that anger out. Yeah. You know, first listen. Like like Like, what the fuck did Steven do to me? Like a particularly pungent you know cheese like yes, you know you exactly just, yes you you, you 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 take the first bite you're like i'm literally yeah. eating poison and it's then you're murder. like oh but the poison is it's yeah. kind of good yeah it's it's dank let me get my criticisms out of the way let me just Please. get my criticisms out of the way so 
first of all, I I have a little bit of a problem, I think, just generally with Mike Patton's voice. Because, oh, okay. Because Mike Patton, I think, is – because he's such an influential artist, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. He, and he has a style, okay? And that style, I think, has been imitated in a lot of ways. Like, I think there's a way of his – like – I I I I think I I finally crystallized this because apparently I think I think Love is a Fist, right? That the it's the penultimate track on this album. Um apparently that was a huge influence on the band Korn. Like they listened to that song and they were like, "I want to make that," right? That's my understanding. That was like there was I was reading the Wikipedia on this and I was like, "Oh, okay. Korn is kind of an annoying voice." <laughs> it's just like, is he trying to do a Mr. Bungle voice? Is that what he's trying to do? Is like that his thing? Is that what's going on here? And so like and I think that Mike Patton is being particularly Mike Patton-y on this album. Oh, like, God, yeah, of course. Much it's more so than he that. does on on um, uh, Faith No More. Because I like Faith No More. Um, I assume you do as well, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I like Faith No More. And, like, his voice, like, at first, like, it took a little bit of getting used to because he does kind of, like, a whininess thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, it's... It's it's his style and that's fine and like on Faith the More I think that he he tones it down quite a bit and sings more and it works and it's fine but on this he's just like he's like he's just going for it like he's just doing that thing with his voice that I don't like and I almost feel like it sounds sarcastic like he's trying to like make a joke out of what he's doing which yes. I don't Correct. think is even wrong. I don't even think that's the no, wrong. I think, I think he literally right. is trying to no, do that. No, he's doing that on purpose. That's not his real voice, right? Yeah, I mean, he does still, like... Mike Patton is, like, insane. Like, his vocal range is, like... I don't I don't know what his real voice is. But, like, he he's... This is definitely not what his, like, singing voice is. Mm. This is definitely, like, a put-on, like you're saying. Yeah. I think you're right. And and I think that is part of this. Is like, this, this, this entire album just feels like like tongue firmly planted in cheek and like i don't know like i think that annoys me a little bit like i don't care about like i i I feel like with this album like mike Patton, i guess strikes me as a person who thinks he's a lot smarter than everybody else um yeah and whether or not that's actually true that's this album to me maybe at least at the time if this feels like a like peak like I am better than you, and here's why, and I'm going to make this ridiculous, sarcastic album because I feel like it. Um, yeah. And that comes across, I mean, yeah, I and it rubs yeah. me the wrong way a little bit. So, that aside. Um, I, I, I can accept that. Yeah. I also feel like a lot of music, you know, for in one way or another, is trying to elicit some type of emotional response, right? Like... That like the mm. the music itself is is like you know with Tycho it's it's just a sense of relaxation and something right you know and like you know maybe introspection or something you could you could fucking you know psych psych psychologize it to death um, and with you know like the death album it's like you know there's fucking like angst and anger and shit that's trying to be like you know put out there whereas like with this. I almost feel like, and this is almost kind of like a backhanded compliment, but, like, I almost feel like this is just pure music. Like, that this has nothing to communicate whatsoever. I know that's probably not true about this, but, like, it almost feels that way of just, like, this just, this this has no motives other than just, like, musical maximalism of just, like, do everything at once and we're not trying to communicate anything. We're just trying to make the most music at a time. And... I, I like you said, it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, it, 
it it was produced by John Zorn, who's like a jazz experimentalist. Okay. Right? And like so you're yes, correct. Okay. So I'm not crazy. I, I think you're right. Like this is an attempt to be impressive mm-hmm. musically. Yes. Like like yes, literally. Like here's what we can do. Like uh, we're going to do every style and every genre and like we're better than you. Yes. Yeah. I think you got the the that that correct. That is what they're going for. Yeah. Now Quite that directly. That being said, I think that in a lot of ways what I think this album really is, this album in particular, I think is a little bit of like I almost want to say like almost like like a little bit of like an art installation type of thing, because here's this, what what strikes me the most about this album is that it got made at all. Yeah, because I mean, this was produced by Warner Brothers, right? Like this is like yep. mm-hmm. this is like a real album. This is not some dude in his basement. This is a real album produced by a large record label on purpose. <laughs> and I I think. If I if I if I am trying to get into the head of 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 a of a Mike Patton at the time making this album, I imagine that he was like, "Wait, really? Like, you like? Are you sure? Like, yeah. you're gonna give me money to make this, and I get to do what you're I want? Give me money to make Mr. Bungle? Yeah, like you want me to make? I mean, it's called Mr. Bungle. <laughs> it is called Mr. Bungle. <laughs> Just like twice, two times. Like... <laughs> Like what else were you expecting? And and from like, an album called Mr. Bungle, Mr. Bungle. And they and I mean it, they made it. They made the, they, they made really it. made this they made album. The fuck out of this album. This this album is like I mean I, not to like come on too strong, but it's kind of a masterpiece, right? Like it is actually a really really good album. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean like, you can pretty much like just like go to any particular part of any particular song. And, like, not only will it be, like, amazing, but it'll be, like, significantly different than the minute before that or the minute after it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, like the entirety of Squeeze Me Macaroni, like, the poor fucking bass players, like, poor little thingies. Like. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Okay. To, to maybe zoom in a little bit. Do you have any songs you liked? Yeah. Okay. So. Let's zoom in a little bit. Let me let me pull my. Any any, any songs you didn't hate? Maybe it's a better. No, way no, to say it. Okay, let me let's 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 keep let's keep at this for a minute because I'm, I'm I'm okay okay sure 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 I I so I when I when I when I was the, the point I was trying to make with like I can't believe this got made is I think that like I think that that is part of what's interesting about this album is this is basically like saying okay you know you told me to bungle you. <laughs> Is what yeah, this album exactly. is, yeah. and yeah. I I you agree that it. that is it's kind of brilliant, you know. Like it's it's brilliant in a way that I don't necessarily want this, right? Like oh god no, like I don't I'm not gonna I I don't think I'm going to sit down and listen to this, uh, barring maybe a few songs that I think were were pretty good. Um, I I'm I'm not I I like the spectacle of this. I can appreciate yeah. the spectacle. This of, is not an easy listening album. Yeah. This is this is a person who was given money to essentially make the stupidest thing possible. And yeah. I think that anybody in that situation, if they were capable, would have to make this album. Like, how could you not? Like, how could you not just do like you listened to my demo tape and you told me to make a whole album of that? Okay. You're fucking nuts, but all right, here we go. I'm going to do it. <laughs> like so I'm I'm impressed by that. I am impressed by that. 
I will say. I'm in the middle of squeezing macaroni. And it's so just good. Every bass note. Yeah, and the bassist's fingers are just bone. <laughs> yeah, not even bleeding anymore. Just bone. yeah, no, it's long past that. That was like the first minute. Yeah, it was the blood. Um, I I do find though that like so demented circus music on point. Um, I my my initial reactions to this as well. I I got a real Doctor Steel vibe off of this. Oh yes, definitely. And yep. mixed with mixed with Queen. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, 100%. And I don't I like Queen. Because <laughs> um, I find, like, Queen is one of those bands that people people roast me for not liking, but I just find it, like, it's got, like, an almost, um, like, show tunes quality to it that I just yeah, don't. I don't listen to a lot of Queens, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, fucking We Are the Champions and fucking, yeah. you know, uh, whatever else fucking um you know uh, bohemian rhapsody uh i don't know i don't like freddie mercury that much as a vocalist all, all told like you know again blasphemy like i i roast me all you want i don't fucking care i've heard i've heard every dig at my musical taste for not liking queen i don't like queen it's fucking i don't like it i just it, it doesn't do anything like for things. me it's okay but anyway just had to get that out there it's just <laughs> it's a point of contention for we a lot of our people. controversy episode uh yeah it's you know this is this is this is the episode where people are going to yell at us. Great, <laughs> I love they're it. listening. <laughs> hey, we win suckers. anyway. <laughs> are these our real opinions, or are we just doing it for the clicks? It's it's both. Our, it's both. <laughs> it's both. Um, but I I did find that I I did two things. Well, I did one thing important on the second run of this album that uh, that I think made this a lot easier to listen to is I skipped over all of the fucking bullshit. Like all the like the the burping and shitting in the toilet and all the whatever like all the bullshit in between oh, stuff. Oh, like the ends of songs and stuff. The beginnings and ends of songs where they were yeah, sure. where they were not it's... making music, and this makes this album go way the fuck faster when you do that, um, which is helpful. Um, and it made it a lot better, honestly. Like I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I can like actually listen to the music. Um, but let's see. I think Stub a Dub, I did like. And you had to, it takes you all the way to Stub a Dub. Damn. You don't like Carousel? So okay, let me let me just um, let me just go through these and try to remember because it's yeah. again it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't want to listen to it too many times. I get it. I think I listened to this one three times, and that was wow. Okay, that's amazing. It was that's difficult impressive. to do. Yeah, that's that's more than I would have expected. Twice would have been enough. I do like around two minutes in quote unquote. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, two oh six. Yeah, this is the best part. Like I like like he's yes. got some solid breakdowns in this. You know. So good, and then it goes that slow part, and then it like forever at two fifty five. I mean, I'm sorry, I just love this whole this whole album. It's really good. Yeah, like, like and then it goes to this part that I also like. Slowly going deaf has like the weird like metal breakdown around oh, like yes. three twenty. Oh yeah, but before that, it has like the country like <laughs> like the two minute. Part. And this is why this album is so fucking hard to talk about. It's just like, oh, you remember the country part? And like, I was like, wait, what part of this? Like, what? It's like, yeah, that was at, slowly growing like, deaf. It's like, how could that possibly be? That's the second song of the album. How could they have already gone through 12 genres by then? Yeah, they already have, and it's great. And they, But they do it in like a seamless way. I don't know. It's schizophrenic, but also great. <laughs> yes, but the, yeah, the breakdown seamless. of 320. Seamless, that's uh, 
That's a str- I think that because this album is so jarring, you get used to it, but I think it's a Stockholm syndrome more le- more than a seamlessness. Yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> as long as my perception is correct. I don't disagree with you on that. No, Carousel um, is I guess okay, but like it's almost like I don't want to say so tame. It's almost too much like a song. <laughs> okay, interesting. It's not bad. It's just like it, it didn't it didn't jump out at me. It didn't grab you. Yeah, that's fine. Dub a dub is great though. Yeah, no, okay. It's at like 104. No, 108. Oh god, that fucking bass. Oh my god. Like that rules. Yes. That yeah. legitimately rules. Yeah. And there's so many moments like that. But yeah, that was the first I mean, honestly, it truly like I mean there was there was parts, but that like when I heard that, I was like, okay, no, that fucking does rule. Like I was like, yes. even even in the first run through where I was like grumpy about this album, that stood out <laughs> to me as like, okay, that is yeah. pretty fucking cool. Yes. Great. And then my ass is on fire. I also did enjoy. Yeah, again, it's like 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 around like thirty seconds. It's like that kind of like like I don't know. Like there's like something about that. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's so fucking heavy. It's so good. Yeah, that's the, yeah. I mean, this is a heavy album. Well, and it's funny too because like they're apparently their original roots were like thrash metal. That makes sense. This is very thrashy. Have you have you actually listened to any of the Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny? <laughs> what? No. So that was their original demo. Oh, okay. And they actually they've remastered it. And they brought like they 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 like they re-recorded it. Okay, with yeah, like awesome. Okay, a fucking like uh, oh 2020. I see. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to like you click to any like random points in that album. Uh oh yeah, I love this. It's I mean it's th- it's just a like a literal just a thrash metal album like just pure 100 percent no jokes just a thrash metal album. It's a good thrash metal album. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that existed. That's so cool. Yeah. So, like, it's just crazy that we got Mr. Bungle out of that. Yeah. I mean, no, they're artists. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. The, uh, okay, yeah, like, a minute 50, or I guess a little bit before that, a minute 48. In what? Uh, and My Ass is on Fire, like, a minute 48. Like, that's, like... Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, that is fucking rules. Like, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, but he's literally singing my ass is on he's fire. He's literally singing my ass is on fire. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, yeah, it's so good. And then, so, Girls of Porn, like, this one to me sounds the most like a, um, like a Faith No More song. Yeah, it's essentially the album's love song. <laughs> yes, so far as it could be. Yeah, it's the love ballad. So smooth, so they had to. It's harder to transition when you're so smooth. Like I could, I could actually imagine some version of this on on Angel Dust. Mm. Like, like it's not totally out of place. It's a little bit out of place. But like, you could you could shoehorn it in, and somebody might not notice. And his his singing is a little bit more reserved on this. No, this He's not is, doing this is the whole essentially Mr. the most normal thing. song almost on the album. I think it is too, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And then Love Is a Fist, you know, one of yeah. The best songs. And I think it's like around like two minutes 55 that like the corn people were talking about of like the fucking just like this. Must be what they were talking about because it's like I can yeah, see that. That's what they did. Yeah. And then Dead yeah. Goon. Dead, yeah. I don't really have a lot to say about this one. I don't think. I mean, there's only like two minutes of actual song. <laughs> it's really. just bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, this was yeah, this was a intro. lot of album mm-hmm. for my brain. <laughs> yeah but you got through it i did you liked some of it that's important that's good that's all i really expected i kind of thought you were gonna hate it so so okay i gotta ask though so this is this is this is 
you because you're not a big fan of deconstruction, correct? By Devin Townsend. No, not a huge fan. Yeah. yeah. So why this and not that? I wonder out loud. What? I don't even see how the two are related. I feel like they they both have like, I don't know. I put them in a similar category of like they are just like the vomit album of just like I'm going to oh. take everything that is in my brain, including all of the weird like skits and bullshit and just like all of the crazy like just insane musicality without really any regard for like if it's you know a thing or not just i'm gonna just make it i'm just gonna make the out i mean like fucking deconstruction has the mighty masturbator on it like i i yeah i feel like these are in a, a similar category <laughs> i mean i've probably listened to both those albums the same amount of times okay. would be my response okay so okay yeah. so you you don't this is this is not the mr bungle this is a this is an introduction to mr bungle for me in this, his purest this... form yeah, what Mr. Bungle is at its peak is not the thing that I like most about Mr. Bungle. Okay. The thing I like most about Mr. Bungle is California. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Which is probably their worst album, <laughs> like, critically, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. But it's the one I like the most because it has more music on it. <laughs> more music and less. Yeah. But I like, but like, I can't deny that, like, I like, I still like all the songs on Mr. Bungle. I just don't like. It's like, you know, listening to, like, Melt Banana or, uh, like, Sunship by John Coltrane or something. It's like, I'm not going to, like, sit down casually at my computer while doing something and try to, like, listen to a freeform jazz album. <laughs> and, like, I'm not going to put Mr. Bungle on either. Yeah. Right? But I might put the next album, California, on mm. by Mr. Bungle. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, California. I, I'll admit as well. And this might surprise you, but I also wasn't a massive fan of this the first time through. I think this also, for me, benefited from a second listen. Did you just find it, like, boring or something? I, I'm trying to, like, listen through. I think that, I think I still just found it, like, it's it was still just kind of strange, you know? You thought this was strange? This I feel like this is, like, almost mainstream. <laughs> I, I have very weird, my musical tastes are very skewed it's, by years of listening to weird stuff. It's because this album, it's like, it jumps. It's so it, normal. It's it's not, it's not like Mr. Bungle in at all. In that it's it's insanity, right? But it yeah. it does do a lot of weird skipping over different genres thing. I feel like this is a very coherent sounding album to me. It's it's pretty like it's California, like it hits that pretty on this on the nose, it's like surfer rock. I mean, old school rock. I guess tell me that Golem Two, the Bionic Vapor Boy, is that like air conditioned yeah, like nightmare? Totally agree, right? Hundred percent. None of them knew they were robots. I don't know. I, we're back to circus music a little bit, not quite. I don't know. It's like I guess you're right, but in my mind, this all just sounds like surfer rock, <laughs> even though clearly when I'm listening to it, that's not what I'm hearing. And that's the thing, but I, like I, but it, it's I actually like totally agree with that. you. I think yeah, that but it does though, right? On the second listen, I think that it feels much more coherent. It's it's so coherent. It's like it's all just like California. Like I don't know. Like I it's feel so like on the smooth. second on the second listen, I saw the Matrix on this. Like I was like, okay, I get it. Okay, cool. I get it. Yeah. Like, and I I like more of the songs on this album than I do. Yeah, they're not all great. They're not all great. There's some weaker ones. Yeah. Like, but my God, oh, it's a sweet charity, right? Like, again, this 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 gets into like 
it's it's bordering a little bit too like i don't know if it's a joke but it feels like it's a little bit too much of a joke with like like around like the oh. one minute like the bomb again it's like yeah it's still mr bungle yeah but i think i don't know i think you're supposed to be in on the joke. i don't think it's making fun of the person listening right it's just having fun with music see and that's okay and that, that's the thing is like is it i don't know and it, you might be right but like to I me mean, it dude, almost feels it. it's like is it me having fun with music or is it making fun of the music industry and just music and like like i don't know like i don't know if like it's 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 a an unserious thing or if it's like a this is a fun joke for all of us you know like is this a scathing commentary or is this a is this a like a like a fun little detour i mean i don't know man <laughs> voltaire's still good whether or not you like you know <laughs> if, if this is supposed to be a joke then like he spent like a year of his life making it yeah and like he's singing really well <laughs> and, and here's the thing right like i feel like this is much less so than uh, mr bungle i feel like the first album you could really level that criticism at or if it's even a criticism you could say that about that album this album less so i feel like sweet charity is a little bit like it's a little bit kind of i don't know silly but maybe not that type of silly none of them knew they were robots again feels very much like a mr bungle song again like maybe uh, maybe more toned down but has that kind of just it's just like this weird goopy frantic thing that i don't really know what's happening it's just like a swing hall you know like just imagine like a like a you know 50s dance hall or maybe 30s i don't know yeah that's what you're hearing with this <laughs> i don't know what this is i thought it's not even that it's bad it's just that, like it's like I can definitely see someone like dancing with like their one finger in the air to this. You know what I mean? I think like in a in a in a David Lynch version of that, then absolutely. This is like the David Lynch version of the Oh, that's a good way to put it. This is the David Lynch version of this well, music. And that is, yes, is exactly. honestly like where I found some appreciation with this album is this this album is like the David Lynch California. Mm. That's what this album that's is. That's a good way to, to put it. Yes. It's unsettling. I love it. And I like that. I, I can I can be down with that. I'm not necessarily going to listen to it, but like I can be down with it. Like I, I, I get that. But that being said, though, when we got to Retro Vertigo, I was like, OK, I can I can I can I, I, I would listen to this again. Yeah. Retro Vertigo is one of the best songs on the album for sure that I love like around like 50 seconds. Uh, I think it's yo know, like a 56 that like chord I'm not chord but it's just like I don't know it's just like that, that transition to like a like a different yes. key signature that he that he pulls off it's just like yeah it's really good like when he's singing seriously he's such a good singer I don't think he's ever not singing seriously it's hard to sing like that maybe not for him well but like it but that's what I'm saying it's like it is hard like and so him doing it is impressive that's what I'm saying mm. it's like like, it's not hard for him. That's what's so crazy about Mike Patton is, is like, he has an insane vocal range. Like, and so he can just do everything. And it's cool that he shows that off. Yeah. It's almost. <sighs> I had this. Like, it's like, look at that. Like, like at 2.30, like, I think. Uh, I was even going to say before that. It's like yeah, uh, 1.35, that. like when it transitions. Oh, so good. Uh, well, I mean, the part at three minutes, 10 seconds about where it just transitions. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes as a very like mm. yeah so good he is when he is when he is wants to be like delicate 
he can be. And yes. then when he wants to be just an absolute fucking nightmare machine, he also can oh. be. And can switch between those things with seemingly no effort at all, which is insane. And then we get to air-conditioned nightmare. Yeah. Out of this air-conditioned nightmare. Oh, so good. Like the like part at 104, when it like transitions to that heavy thrash. Let me listen. And then right back. And then bop, 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 Yeah, see, I mean, like, then, I, like, I know you love this kind of shit. The, the, and, like, I'm less... It's, it's fun a little bit, but I'm kind of like, okay. I don't... Oh, I wouldn't yeah. necessarily listen to this. Like, I, 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 I get tired of the, the funniness of it after a couple listens. Mm. I still like it, but, like, I'm just kind of like, eh, okay. I just don't... Yeah, it's not literally, like... This album I don't really fu- think has, like, that funny feel to me at all. That being said, though, right. around 135, that like just fucking crazy, like Tom's beat, and then just like this yes. whole. This is nice. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And it transitions back. I mean, you like Opeth. <laughs> it's a. Okay, that's a fair jab. That's a fair jab. I. But what Opeth is doing versus what is do, being done here is just simply transitioning a riff from playing it clean to playing it distorted whereas what's happening here like okay like for instance on retro what was it was it retro vertigo that we were just talking about when like at like 308 when he transitions from like playing it and then playing it again but now he's like now he's singing like the chorus or whatever it is but like heavily distorted and like all that shit that's what opeth does and i like that Mm. but what they're doing on air conditioned nightmare of like switching between one thing that is this and then another thing that's like not really related mm. is it's like it's fine right like it's it, the uh, there's nothing wrong with abrupt transitions in music i just don't necessarily like that what he's doing with the abrupt transitions you know and it's fucking hard too by the way like to you know yeah play that. as and a he plays band the sh- dealing with this fuck man they play it live dude watching the live show is amazing oh we'll say despite everything that i've said I mean, game recognize game, right? Like, I fucking, like, sure, I yeah, can see that, like, I know how fucking talented he is. But, okay, let me, I had this phrase in my head, and I don't even know if I 100% agree with it, but I'm going to say it because it's in- inflammatory and why not? Um, <laughs> so, a lot of what I feel like he does with Mr. Bungle, to me, feels like musical tech demo. Okay, I, yeah, sure. I, I see where you're coming from there. Like, it's like, you, you you know, you do a tech demo for, for your shit, right? You're not trying to make a video game, you know, or whatever. You're not trying, you're just, you're just trying to show off what is possible with the technology. And because him and all of the musicians around him are extremely talented, they're like, this is what you could do with music. You could do fucking anything and we're going to do all of it. And yeah. it's impressive, but like, it's not a... It's not a thing, right? It's just yeah. showing off what is possible. Mm. And Keep up, Boomer. I don't even know if I agree with... I agree with that much more with the Mr. Bungle album than I do with this. Like, this is much more coherent sure, sure. and an actual song. Yes. But, like, there's still elements of that of just, like, okay, yeah, you could, but why? You know? Like, why this choice in particular? Yeah, what? It sounds awesome. <laughs> and in some cases it does. In some <laughs> cases I don't even know if, to me, if it sounds awesome. It's just kind of like, okay, you, you transitioned into a totally different style of music for 15 seconds. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. cool that you're able to do that. Like, fucking, you yeah. know, pachi pachi pachi. But, like, it's fine. <laughs> Mr. Bungle's not for everyone. 
and you you had to ingest a lot of Mr. Bungle in a short amount of time. Yeah, I understand. And it's it's more for me than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, of course, because it's good. It is good. It is it is genuinely yeah. good. But I could see how it's a lot. <laughs> Ours Moriendi <laughs> is great. At so good. thirty nine minutes, thirty nine minutes, thirty nine seconds. 39 minutes. Don't you wish that it was that long? So good. 39 seconds. Uh, You know what I cannot help hearing is fucking, you remember like, it's like the fucking, like the badger guy, Weeble. Oh my God. Yes. I hear it. That's amazing. That's so good. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then you know what else I hear in this, especially when it gets to like the heavy part um, around... Oh yeah, oh god, one one twenty. It's like such. It's like that same. It's like that kind of. I guess it's like maybe it's like a polka beat or something. But it's like that one twenty. Oh god, it's fucking like I can just imagine like Badger's dancing to this right now. <laughs> oh yes, hundred percent. Yeah, it's very Weeble stuff. I mean, I bet Weeble was inspired by. I would not be surprised. But then at one thirty three, when it transitions, uh, yes, fucking so good. Giant squid. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Especially that one album that you like sent me a million yeah. years ago, the Ichthyologist, yes. well, like. I was just like, it's that. It's I was like, fuck, it's fucking giant yeah. squid, man. It's like that, like... And, and it is what you're saying. It is a tech demo, right? It's like, Mr. Bungle was like, man, Arabic metal. <laughs> like, let's combine those two influences. Yeah, why not? And, like, he did it for, like, a minute on this song, and it was awesome. And then, like, ten years later, someone made a band out of it. Yeah, it's like, I'm down that's, with that. That's insane, that, that level of just, like, casually tossing away entire concepts in, like, for, a, like, a little bit essentially in your song yeah and like and, and that's like both what impresses me and turns me off of mr bungle is like none of the idea like so many of the not i, I won't say none that's not that's an unfair criticism very a lot of there's many ideas within this that i like that are not fleshed out yes and that's true it's like it's it's like music made by a very very add person <laughs> And that's yeah. that's totally cool, but like at the same time, it's just like okay, but like I don't want like freneticness. Like I want to actually experience some of these things for more than fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds is plenty. You don't need any more than that. That's what that's what my patent. What do you want to do? Are you trying to luxuriate in your music? I know. You know what hear fu- what? Hear it. Hear it. Moved on. <laughs> it's like hear it. Move did on. Did you get it? Okay, I'm moving on to the next thing. You got it. Okay, great. Next next style. I love it. That's exactly what I need. I can't remember 30 seconds behind me in a song anyway. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Remember what the last thing he was doing was? No. What's currently playing is what the song has always been, Jason. He was so ahead of his time. It's music for the TikTok generation. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. I, it's it's right where I needed it. Yeah. You could, you, could, you, could, you could turn one song into like 15 TikToks. Yeah. And they could all be for different things. They could all be for different things. Uh, Pink Cigarette, very much... That David Lynch thing I was talking about. Oh, yeah, 100%. This, if Pink Cigarette isn't in a David Lynch movie or TV show, then it needs to find its way into a David Lynch movie or a TV show. That's that would be awesome, the answer. Yeah. It just, it's like, it's like he invented the song yeah. for that. Especially even like the fucking so, screaming at like three, whatever. It's just like, it would fit perfectly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and no complaints about incoherentness on this one. At no, least. no, this is razor focus. This is a song. Yes, and, and, they made a song here. And the screaming in the background is just like, I love it. Like, it's that's that's the kind of like like weirdness that I can get behind of like something mm-hmm. that is not just adding a different song yeah, into a song. Need... It's embellishing on an idea by adding a like a disc 
I don't know, like incoherent element, you know? Yeah, you need your weirdness to be in a box, man. Yeah, well, because I'm a fucking rube, you know that. <laughs> this has hey, been well established hey. over, what, you yeah. said 37 episodes? 37 episodes. 37. I'm a fucking, like, you know, yeah. heavy eyebrow trial. Yeah. I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone who gets to recommend death and Tycho calls themselves a troglodyte. <laughs> don't think you can claim that. Well, you know, I mean, among among the among the people that call other people troglodytes, I am certainly a troglodyte. Sure. So. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> At the very least. And then Golem 2, the bionic vapor boy. Yeah. Fucking awesome. weird song. I actually liked it a lot. <laughs> it's really fun, right? Is fun the word I would use? It's it is is a completely different vibe from almost everything on the rest of the album, but it's just, it's like, I don't know, like, it's its the most kind of, like, electronic sounding of everything on this. And well, like, yeah, it's because it's Golem 2, the Bionic Vapor Boy. There's, like, a video gaminess to it, maybe? It's very electronic. I, 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 I think it's really fucking cool. It's just, it's, it's just awesome. interesting. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I like all these songs, so you're not going to get a disagreement from yeah. me on this one. I don't know how it fits into the album. I don't really care. I like the song. <laughs> and then Holy Filament. So, this one, it's interesting. It's an interesting song. Yeah. It's pretty like laid back it's a pretty neutral yeah it's a pretty neutral song and then vanity fair this again is one that feels like it could live on a um on a faith no more album oh yeah for sure it's amazing and i do i like this yeah especially the end at like 215 <laughs> yeah yeah just amazing oh it almost feels like the album wanted to end on vanity fair but then we have goodbye sober day oh yeah no i agree yeah 100 percent yeah, it feels like they kind of just put it here at the end for some reason. Yeah, although that like ending part at uh, what two forty yeah, must be why they wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah exactly. That's the best part. And then just fucking like just rock yeah. outro, just like okay, I guess that's what we're doing. Yeah, I mean you know it is faith no more. That's probably the producer or whatever the it's like you need to end it with faith no more shit. They're like okay. <laughs> I guess we're gonna put Goodbye Sober Day at the end. I wouldn't no, I, I wouldn't consider Goodbye Sober Day to be a Faith No More feel to it. Mm. That 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 feels almost to be like going back to like their thrash metal roots of just like we're gonna fucking just put this crazy bullshit right at the end. I don't know. It's so okay. I've been bungled. You've bungled me. Yes, I've fully bungled. I've you. I've been fully and completely and utterly bungled inside and out. Um, <laughs> I. So where would you, I mean, like, in terms of, like, because I, I have this impression of you that you just fucking love Mr. Bungle. Is that, like, is that accurate? Is that, am I making that up? Is that just, like, a... Like, a fucking love him? I don't, that's a strong... Okay. I like the album California a lot. Okay. But, like, I don't know. I probably haven't listened to it in years, right? Okay. Like, or any Mr. Bungle, really. Okay. You know, I mean, just because I listen, there's a lot of music. I know. I think I'm remembering a version yeah. of you... Back in the day. I like Mr. Bungle a lot more. Like, like 15 years ago, I liked Mr. Bungle a lot. Yes, and I think that's like, what I'm remembering, is that, like, you yeah. had a very strong, like, oh, Mr. Bungle is, like, one of my favorite bands, like... Yeah, they were, yeah. At one point, I liked them a lot, mm -hmm. yes. But there's been a lot of music since then. So much music. Oh, my God, so much. <laughs> yes. I've forgotten more than I could ever remember at this point. I, yes. I, I, can't, I can't help, I can't help but make the, the Devin Townsend comparison. Just... Purely, I think that's a good comparison. They're both auteurs. Yeah. Purely on the basis of this, of just like, they're both very talented vocalists who have incredible control over their voice, 
who are also very committed to just doing whatever the fuck they want. Yes. And well, I am a huge fan of Devin Townsend. Um, I am just because like I, I feel like he's the version of Mike Patton that didn't end up like super cynical and jaded. Like he's like the friendly version of, of Mike Patton, yeah, you know, sure. like the cool uncle version of Mike Patton versus like the surly teenager version of Mike Patton. Which I don't even know what Mike Patton, like, fucking cares about anymore. I've just, like, seen interviews with him from, like, a million years ago where he's just angsty and, you know. Oh, really? I, yeah, I never watched any. <laughs> I try to avoid knowing my knowing my artists after the, um, not not Mike Patton. That's who we're talking about. <laughs> uh, he ended up being, like, a born-again Christian or something. Oh, and it ruined, yeah, like, a whole yeah. band um, for me. Uh, Mike Snow or something. <laughs> Snow is the album from Spock's Beard. But Snow. Yeah. Spock's Beard. Guy you're yeah, talking Whatever that guy. Fuck, who are you talking about? I know... Yeah, that motherfucker. Oh, my God. You were... And it's like, I tried to not let it bother me that he was a born-again Christian making born-again Christian music, because I still liked it, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't make it through. Neil Morris. Neil Morris? Yeah. Oh, and it just... <laughs> yeah. Just ruined a really great artist. Yeah. But it, actually, it's funny, because <sighs> Devin Townsend has a Mike Patton story, because I guess... I'm, I mean, Mike Patton is not really? that much older than Devin Townsend, but, like, he is yeah, a little no, bit older. Yeah. And, like, Devin Townsend, like, was a big fan of Mike Patton. And, mm. and like, you know, he, like, ran into him after a show or something, and Mike Patton just kind of, like, blew him off a little bit. And, like, he was telling the story. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like, he's like I get it. He's like, he's like, you know, when you're fucking, like, doing this for, like, you know, however long, it's like, I mean, you get tired, and, like, sometimes you just have a bad day. It's like, it's whatever. It's like, it has nothing to do with the person. It has everything to do with just, like, the circumstances of whatever. Yes. You know, he's like... Because like somebody had asked him if he would ever collaborate with Mike Patton, right? You know, he, so he's talking about this. He's like, he's like, but you know what? He blew me off that one time, so fuck him. I'll never talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's such a Devin Townsend thing to say. It's just like, just like jokingly, just like ah, fuck him. I'll never talk to him because he yeah, blew me great. off that one time. <laughs> it's just like, but no, for sure. And so I, I guess just like the thing that strikes me about like the, the the difference between those two is like I feel like everything that Devin Townsend at least. For a long time now, I know maybe the strapping in the lad era is different, but like for a long time now, it's like everything that he does is just like extremely genuine, you know, and I do feel like I sometimes miss that a little bit in the Mustard Bungle stuff. And again, that might just be me reading, like projecting something onto it that is not there. But, you know, to me, it feels like a Mr. Bungle feels partially like it's not serious. And for some reason that like that causes me to like pull away from it a little bit more, but didn't feel that way nearly as much with California, especially on the second listen. And I, I listened to this, I think like three or four times. Like I, I, I enjoy it. I, I, I kept thinking, I was like, Oh, should I listen to the Mr. Bungle album again? Just to like refresh my memory. I was like, I think I'll just listen to California again. <laughs> yes. It's certainly the more easy listening of the two. I, I really would. I, I just don't think, it's not that it's like a joke, mm -hmm. right? Like it's it sounds carnivally, mm -hmm. but like I, I, I like Mike Patton does not strike me as someone who would like unseriously create something. Mike Patton is not a serious person. <laughs> yeah, he strikes me as a very serious person. I guess is what I'm trying to say, yeah. like too serious. Mm. Like like not only is Mike is is Mr. Bungle not a joke. Like I think he would find offense. If I'm like like picturing him personally the right way, like he would be like, no, like Mr. Bungle was like a really serious project I did that like I put a lot of work into, and like I would ex expect you to respect that as like an artist. <laughs> like that would be his reaction. Maybe, maybe. 
Um, I'm not taking like, I'm, not, I'm not taking demented circus music seriously no. enough. This is this yeah, is a problem. Sure, with that's me. fine. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. It would like. I think he did. I think he took it really seriously. It's like, no, no, the the, the shitting like, in the yes. toilet part was probably one of the most important parts of the album. Like, it really... Exactly, yes. 100, 110% that. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's not, a, it's the opposite of a joke. <laughs> if that, I don't know what that is. A lecture? Mr. Mr. Pungle is a lecture. Yeah. Actually, that's actually, you know what? That actually is, that's perfect. Yeah. Mr. Bungle is a lecture. Mr. Bungle is a lecture. It's a lecture about how not good at music you are compared to Mike Patton. Yeah. And again, I mean, like, all of that, just like, there is a sense of superiority. That's fine not to like that. Yeah. I get that. You can, you can want to beat his face in. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't have any personal attachment to Mike Patton yeah. or indeed any of his music. Although I do like his music. Yeah. You know, yeah. but he might actually be an incredibly an humble like, person. Who knows? Exactly. Like, who knows? Yeah. But like, it does not come across that way. But no, 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 no. I, I will. I will say like after after Mr. Bungle, then he made like uh, like a porn album, like an album made up of porn sounds. <laughs> and then he did like opera stuff after that for a while. And then he did like movie music. Yep. Like he definitely did not get less serious. <laughs> he became more serious. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's 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 incredibly influential and famous. And it's I mean, like and he's, talented. he's yeah. made all of the music. So exactly. Like, yeah. It's very impressive. Yeah. And whatever his last his his, his operatic. Um, you know, I mean, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to. Yeah. Mondo Kane. Right. I, I think I've listened Mondo to Kane. it. Have you, you ever listened to it? It's really good. Yeah. I, I, it, it's 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 just good. And that's the thing, though. It's like and that's that is what I'm latching on. Because like, I, I bet you money that he cares on a fucking shit ton about that. He's like that. Like. He, that was probably his passion project, and I bet that, like, you know, like, that was... I can imagine that being something crazy important to him in a way that I feel like... And may, maybe Mr. Bungle totally was, too. But, like, Mr. Bungle, to me, feels just like either either playing a playing a gag on Warner Brothers for giving him money to make an album. Sure. Or... I mean, that's very possible. You know, yeah. Or or it was... But, I mean, like, they fucking let him do another one. And so it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. If they're not going to get the he hint, then three. I'm going to make an actual yeah, decent album. Three. He did three. He made three, yeah. They let. They just kept letting him do it. They kept letting him do it. So like, who knows? Yes. Who knows? He's a genius, but you know, <laughs> he used it to make crazy circus music. I mean, in 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 a similar way to like you know how Dream Theater, especially their later stuff, is incredibly technically impressive, and I just don't give a shit. Like, sure. and this is much. Uh, to be fair, this is more interesting than the stuff that Dream Theater yeah, puts I, out these days. I will say. The, when you when you leveled the accusation at Mr. Bungle that it like didn't have emotion backing it, uh -huh. like that's correct. <laughs> like this is these are not emotionally evocative songs for the most part. Yeah. I mean, you know, but like Mr. the first Mr. Bungle album is like technical. It is. Yeah. It is a very cold album. And and like it's in that way. Like I said, it it almost makes it the most musical album possible because yes. it like it's not it's not trying to trick you into liking it by. Yeah. Like it is definitely not doing that. Yeah, it's it's almost trying to like actively force no, it's you trying to, not to push like you away. It. Yes, your re I think your reaction is the one that Mike Patton yeah. expects. Yeah, he made that album. He's like, like, I fucking hate. dare you to like this album. Yeah, exactly, and and so I dare. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't. I can't dare. Yeah, that's fine. I don't. Yeah, it, I also don't. I care. appreciate it. I appreciate it, even if I don't necessarily yeah. like it. I I like think it. that it yeah. is a. Uh, and, and I mean, like, I, I think it's undeniable the um, the influence like that it's had. What I what I think I, I learned from this the most is how 
how many people I can imagine heard parts of this. And like you said, oh, my God, five minutes, like like one minute in a in yes. a like a seven minute song sparked an entire band. You know, it's like, yeah. OK, that's cool. I'm yeah. down with that. Doesn't mean I need to necessarily listen to the song again, but I'm down <laughs> with it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I would never put this on anyone's like driving playlist. Unless they hated clowns and you wanted to yeah, torture them. Clowns, and, yeah. <laughs> wanted them to like commit suicide by leaping out of your car on the highway. Yeah. Let me just put some Mr. Bungle on. <sighs> okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I expected. So that all tracks. Yeah. No, I thank you. I thank you. This was this was an excellent this was yeah, an excellent bungling. I I, yeah, I would have kept it away from you for way longer. And I would have done it at one album at a time. Yeah, I know we needed to do this. This was this rip the yeah. rip the bungle off. Rip the, rip the bungle right off. You did it. Congratulations. Oh man, excellent. Well, hey, uh, fucking Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy whatever. You don't need to wish me Merry Christmas. I'm gonna be there. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, the viewers, Stephen. I mean, the listeners. I always say the viewers, the care. listeners. I don't, I don't care about them. You go away, guys. I don't. You, this is just between me and my brother now. This is two brothers. <laughs> it's just two brothers. Get out of here. It's just two, two brothers. brothers. <laughs> it's just two brothers. 